But yeah, and then the other night, uh, this is technically part of my week, so I did uh, I did Dante's podcast on Wednesday night, <clears throat> the the horror podcast. So that'll be coming out of I think he said on the 18th. So that'll be fun. But uh, we recorded the actual podcast until about 10:30. And then we talked for another hour and 15 minutes after that. Uh, so I always tell it was like, from now on, it's like, if we do a podcast, whenever we stop doing the podcast, I'm going to hit record. So we record whatever we talk about after the fact, because we have entirely good conversations like that are just going to waste. Um, so I didn't get to bed until damn near midnight on a school night. You know, and then I still had to try to get to sleep. Jessica was still awake, which was insane because she just couldn't go to sleep without me. And uh, finally got to sleep sometime after midnight, probably 1230 ish and did what I could to sleep. But basically, that was just a nap. That wasn't really a full night's sleep. And then Thursday, I came home from work, took maybe like a 15 minute nap while watching The Witcher. Um and then just went all yesterday where I was editing podcasts, shooting videos. So, and then went to bed at a normal time. I already talked about how badly I kind of slept last night due to her issues. And then here I am today, hot and tired and ready to podcast. Yeah. I mean, uh, so, so I mean, Cheers we're recording me. on a Friday and for <clears throat> us, heat index is supposed to reach like 110, 111. Damn, that's pretty bad. It's going to be there. 90, 99. It's supposed to be 99. So. 99. Okay, let me see what it is currently here. Because I actually don't know. I look to make sure it's not going to rain so I can leave my windows cracked. Right. Okay, it is uh, 93, but feels like 100 with a certain amount of humidity. Why is it not telling me the humidity? Normally it does. Oh, 44%, which is. Low, <laughs> it's low for this time of year right now. But it is so so so, so dry. yeah. What what the what the forecast mm-hmm. uh, states that it's nine that it's ninety five right now, and this is around two ish Eastern. Yeah. Um, with a high of ninety eight. Oh. So we haven't even hit the high, but it feels like one hundred four because the humidity is fifty percent. And uh, what the forecast basically states the following. Mm-hmm. The fucking humidity wants to punch you in the Cacosaurus Rex. Oh, you've got that app. Okay. Jessica, that Jessica app. has that too, which is hilarious. And actually, like, we're not even at our high. The high is going to be 97 with heat index. So that'll be like 104, 105. And yeah. to be frank, that's the coolest it's been lately. Um, I know, right. like, almost every episode we start about talking about the heat and the weather lately, but it has been absurd. Yeah. And, Shout out uh, to Phoenix, where you can get your own uh, boiled coyote and Roadrunner. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's pre-grilled. Yeah, it's flat top, exactly. flat top grilled. Um, we call that the Roadkill Cafe. You kill them, we grill them. But they don't yep. even have to waste the propane now. So, uh, and actually, I heard something that's crazy. It's like the waters around Florida right now are like almost a hundred degrees, something like that. Like the water itself is heating up just because there hasn't been any, enough cool stuff coming in. I thought it was because Ricky was peeing in the pool, but that's a lot of peeing. We miss you. Yeah, Ricky hasn't been here in a, in a few weeks, and he's trying to get his shit together. I guess like I, he literally just hasn't even said anything realistically, even in our group chat. So I assume he's getting the new job together and everything. 
Yeah, uh, probably. And we have not been able to catch up with the Ricky lately. Um, in fact, uh, the newest episode that I recorded last week with uh, Doodog dropped this morning. Thank God he was available because nobody else could like put anything together last week. Like that was just a random coincidence, or else we would have had no episode up for this week right now. Um, sorry, I'm looking back at the last couple links that you sent in our chat for for news' sake. Um, but here's, uh, here's I'm putting a new one in the chat for the for what I'll be talking about for something I watched this past week. Okay. So. Which, which chat are you putting it in? Okay, never mind. I see. Uh, in our it. I see it. Chat. I see it. It actually gave me notification this time. Yeah, fantastic. Okay. Yeah, because normally I have to look and see the little thingy. This time it actually not only popped up with a notification that there was a message, but also a little preview of said message. So that was fun. That's good. That is good. Hmm. Um, so, uh, welcome back to the Now You Make It Up. Now You Make It Awkward. We're not even doing past tense anymore. We're doing pre or current tense. <clears throat> there we go. So now you made it awkward podcast episode 63. I am, of course, Shoki. You can follow me at all the Shoki things in the description down below. You can even go over to the Shoki Reviews channel where reviews have actually begun again. Um, uh, go figure that my channel is called Shoki Reviews and some reviews actually popped up. Um, and actually, I have one already that I'm editing in the uh, in my software over here. I just I needed some files that were on my old computer. So whenever I, I switched over to the new computer, I transferred a lot of stuff. But because I was I was not really doing reviews anymore, I left most of my review source files on the old computer. And I was like, well, shit. Now that I've done this, I I need a couple of files back. So I, I had to spend about twenty minutes trying to deal with my old computer, which was not happy that it was put to sleep and disconnected from the internet it woke up like very cranky um <laughs> and uh, so i finally got those files off of there because i uh i reviewed the new dinobot from studio series the new uh snarl uh so i did an out the box for the patrons hi patrons by the way and then uh and then uh i filmed a review for snarl the, the old-fashioned way uh, and also because I've been doing reviews, now there are behind the review videos as well. So guys, if you're listening to this and you're a fan of the Shoki stuff, if you sign up for the Patreon, not only do you get out the box reactions, you get behind the review videos whenever I have stuff that's going on in the background of said review that I have to do. Much like transforming all my Dinobots back to one mode or the other while I'm in between shots. So that's fun. Um, and of course with me at the moment, uh, is Dormammu. We may or may not have a mic later. Greetings, folks. Yes. And, uh, it's been a couple weeks since, uh, you were on last, so that's fine. You've been busy. Everyone is super busy this summer. I don't know what the hell's going on. You'd think summer would be the chill time. No, it's the time that everyone is busy. Uh, uh, my, my thing is usually the, the dad mamu thing. It's kids. Yeah. It's all the kids. It's Kids. They told you it was going to be a great idea and didn't realize it would be interfering with a future podcast. <laughs> Go back in time and be like, I need to be available for the podcast. We can't have kids. And your wife just looks like you. What the hell are you talking about? Why do you look thinner? You know. Uh, I, I mean, they're they're worth it. They're. Wow. They're, yeah, that was convincing. They just are in constant need of a, <laughs> constant need of occupied attention. Yeah, that is a problem. They do always want stuff. 
Um, yeah. It's fine, though. Um, and then, of course, Ricky uh, is somewhere. He'll pop up eventually. He's on assignment. He'll be he'll be here eventually one day. Um, and uh, Rusty was going to attempt to get with us today, but uh, it didn't work out. Work apparently got kind of shitty. So uh, Mike might pop in randomly, so we'll get another uh, Shoki Mike Dormammu arrangement, which is fine. It's a decent arrangement. I will also like to point out the African dust is back, and it has definitely returned to my sinuses. Um, so if you if you hear me in the background here making some sinus noises that's why i can feel it in my throat that's that's how bad it's been the last couple days and i had to go down a couple Mm -hmm. bad dirt roads dirt roads today but the other day i did myself a favor and sealed up one of the windows in the truck that uh wouldn't stay closed while going down these very bumpy dirt roads um so i got that to close and i also closed off one of the vents even though technically that vent is supposed to be there for quote unquote cooling purposes uh i i closed that vent so it stopped blowing dirt <laughs> it's like the entire the entire back area of the vehicle is just filthy from air or dirt blowing in through that vent so i taped that vent shut uh to minimize that because i'm tired of working in filthy ass environments if i can help it right so so if you're wondering folks your package isn't actually dirty because your driver is it's because the truck they don't know what i do it's 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 not a problem it's a feature folks so your packages using air quotes cool (sighs) whatever they don't know what i do don't can't talk about it (laughs) i have to edit that out um but either way but yeah, so uh, work has been interesting with uh, stuff around the corner potentially about to happen that's going to be big news. Um, I don't talk about that here, but I do talk about it on Patreon. Um, so, you know, well, sort of. I talk about it in the Patreon streams. I'm just pushing the Patreons. Also, hi, patrons. Um, and actually, I was thinking about trying to figure out, because I've been talking a long time about wanting to do a podcast of just me and Jessica, and then she chickens out, like, every fucking time. Um, so I'm thinking about just if there's something I can do standalone that doesn't basically just negate this podcast. It's like, I need to do something different enough that it doesn't negate the need for this one, which would, you know, be stupid. Um, but also, uh, last week, while I was out, last Saturday... I went out to a local brewery just to get the fuck out of the house and to have a beer. I just really wanted a beer. I was in the mood. Like, I rarely drink because of emotion, but I was, like, in a mood. I'm like, only a good beer is going to solve this, and I can't drink the stuff that's in the fridge because most of that's going to Dante uh, here in a couple months when I ship it all to him. Uh, shout out to Clompton Beer Club. Go subscribe. Anyways, actually, don't subscribe to him. He's got way more views and subscribers than we do. To go over there and tell them to come subscribe to us. That's the way it should be. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so I went out to a brewery, ended up, uh, you know, talking to some of the usuals that, that are there. And then this one dude comes in and he's a friend of a friend. Like, I don't really know him that well. I've only had conversations when we're in a group. And because our mutual friend is not there, because he's out of town, uh, we end up just sitting down and talking. And it turns out he's a huge fucking nerd. So we have like a whole bunch of nerd conversations. And then this other guy shows up that, you know, he's a longtime regular, an older gentleman named John. He's a really cool dude. Um, He's always got stories. Like usually when I'm up there, we can 
get John into a very long story about something. And we were talking about all the UFO stuff that's been coming out from the government lately, the alien stuff coming out from the government lately. And he talked about how he dated a girl whose father worked basically at uh, Roswell back in the 50s, if you catch my drift. Um, And then also, while he worked at Denver International Airport, uh, he actually, you know, without thinking much of it, would just go and explore, you know, in between or when he's just trying to get around it. And for those who don't know, Denver International Airport has some interesting artwork uh, on the walls, along with a very large statue outside that's terrifying, but then also is rumored to essentially have an entire city beneath it. And he confirmed that there is, in fact, a very large multi-layer something under the building itself that he used to just route through and and just trying to get around the airport. And sometimes he would see uh, automated carts going fully loaded somewhere. He's like, there's nothing in that direction. Where are those going? So there has always been something weird going on underneath the Denver International Airport. Um, and there are theories that he, when he worked there, that there is potentially a direct line connection from it to several other very specific strategic locations uh, in and around uh, Denver. So uh, that was fun. We just got off on that topic for like 30 minutes. I was just like, so I'm sitting there talking with the other guy. His, his, uh, his name is uh, Mike. I had to think about it. Because I wanted to call him John. I know he's not John. The other one was John. So I was Did ta- you discuss Blucifer? Yes. The, yes. the horse. That's what so I was talking I'm looking about at outside. Him. I, you know, Google being your friend, uh, friend yeah. by that wants to look it up. This is safe for work. Yeah. Um, just look up. Uh, yeah. Well, the horse is the, safe for the work. The Denver International Airport Conspiracy Theories. Yep. So uh, apparently one of the pieces of artwork um, that was set up or installations was a... Uh, a giant demon eyes horse sculpture called Blucifer yeah. that um, accidentally killed the artist uh, Louise. Yep, Hines heard about that. Yep, during the construction. Yeah, and it's still there. Um, yeah, and it's a big. It's a giant blue horse. Well, I don't know how big, but it is a very large blue horse with glowing red eyes. Like they gave yeah. it glowing red eyes. For like, that, the dedication capstone has a has an image of. Well, it's supposed to be the Masons, but. You all know, um, and really, just for FYI, Mason's um, uh, symbol is also the same one that is used for the Illuminati. Yeah, there's a lot of Eye of Truth and stuff like that. Yes, yep. yes, yes, yes. So, uh, but if you look at the murals, have you have you brought up the murals? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm looking. I'm I'm scrolling through. They're very disturbing. Like, there's a lot of disturbing imagery, and they're still there. They're, nobody's ever taken them down. I think one or two has been covered, like just temporarily, like I just put up a blanket or something. But uh, they're still there. It's all really, really weird. Not to mention, if you look at there, there's a few photos you probably see in the conspiracy theory thing about the particular positions of some of the roads and runways coming out of the airport form a certain symbol, sort of. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. There's that. Uh, 
So there's a lot of weirdness going on. And now knowing somebody who worked there, confirming there was definitely weirdness going on underneath it, at least to some degree. And he didn't have access to everything, but I think he said he could go down like six floors. And that's where, where he didn't have access anymore. Um, and like you said, there were there were like things moving around down there that uh, seemingly had no direction, at least not to someone who worked there at his level, knew where they were going or what they were doing. So even the Visit Denver travel site, which is <clears throat> which is their own site, yeah, basically has an entire page dedicated to the myths and legends behind this. So mm-hmm. yeah, that even- is that is that that's not really a that's not really an uh, an X Files question. Yep. It's more like a, uh, we know this is a thing, and here is here is what we know so far. No, this is here is what we'll tell you so far. It's not even here's right. What we'll, exactly. It's like here's what which we'll confirm. I also confirm. find it interesting considering it's Denver, Colorado, which is also uh, where um, Mindy found Mork. So yeah, yeah. Well, there's all kinds of stuff. <clears throat> there's also nuclear bases near there, and a few other scientific research places. Like I said, they're all like pretty much in a straight line, depending on how you look at it. And uh, it wouldn't be shocking if those particular arrangements were on purpose, you know. Uh, but yeah, that was a fun conversation. But ultimately, what it led to was uh, our other friend. Uh, so I'm sitting there talking with uh, with Michael, and uh, about all kinds of nerdy stuff, you know. And we're talking about like our top five nerdy shows and stuff like that. And he had like firefly and like stranger things and stuff like that but then he said like he couldn't even get into battlestar galactica and i was like oh i was like revoke your nerd card right now and so it led a whole big discussion and then we ended up meeting up with our mutual friend who had just come back to town and i got to try this uh little asian coffee shop slash sandwich shop that uh that the guy I, i i named after our current town i call him mr blank because like he's all about growing the business of our town and making it like a destination, not just a stop, you know. And uh, so this is his third technical restaurant. So he's got a he's got uh, two food trucks that are the same, but you know they can multiple locations. He has a uh, noodle bar that is themed as uh, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. It's actually called Dragon Bowl C. And then the uh, now the coffee bar. So it was my first time going there, and it was awesome. I uh, got some of their uh, their matcha espresso coffee, which was really good. Probably shouldn't have drank it at nine thirty at night, but it was really good. And then I had some of the uh, breakfast, bon- not breakfast, brisket bon mi, which was really good. But I actually ended up eating it way later, so it was kind of cold, but it's still tasty. Um, and then they just started doing poutine. Uh, and it was for whatever reason, and it was so good. I was like, it felt like proper poutine, not like what other people do with it. And uh, so I, I ate like a king, and I drank a bunch of beers. So that was fun. <clears throat> uh, what else? What else has happened? Uh, there was a Zoom call with the the Bobby Skullface, so that was fun on Sunday. Got to catch up with people I hadn't talked to in a little bit. Uh, unfortunately, Ricky wasn't there either. You know, I was hoping to catch up with Ricky there for the first time, but once again, he's been stupid busy. So, Ricky, we miss you everywhere. Though I guess I'll probably yeah. make it on RHP. Oh, jeez. Excuse me. RHP tonight. Uh, let's see. What else? Got stuff in, like I said. Oh, I did get, and I sent you the picture. Uh, I did get my Curano, finally, from Q Ranger. 
Um, and it is beat up, or at least the box is beat up. And then I also got my Super Shishi Voyager, which came later in the series. Uh, just basically another add-on Zord, realistically. And that box was really beat up. So instead of shipping these things in, I don't know, a box, they put them in the stupid Amazon paper bag. And so, like, whatever happens to them... Oh, and they were handed off to the post office. So that got, you know, semi-crunched. So both of those right. boxes were damaged. I did just order the Ryuteo uh, before we actually got on here. It was already in my save-to-buy later. Um, so I think what I'm going to do... I think I'm going to get the Ryuteo. I think I'm going to get the, the Ho-Oh, which is the which is the satellite kind of thing. But I looked at it to like get the ultimate form of that. You have to have like all of the accessory zords. Right. And I'm like, cause the, uh, the bird is like the most expensive single one that I've seen. They want like $55 for it by itself. Mm-hmm. But then I can get the, the scales and the snake for, I think I found it for 85 for the both, which is not terrible. Um, and I th- I'm worried that's going to be shipping from Japan, so I'm going to have to wait like a million years for that. Basically, I'm just getting like most of the, the stuff from this. I don't need like the Orion base or whatever it was called. Right. Because um, that one doesn't really do a whole lot of the combining. It's just like an extra, extra thing. Um, but I did look at the uh, the Q changer, whatever they called it. Uh the, the actual the Q, the weapon slash changer thing that interacts mm-hmm. with the Q Thomas. And I'm like, do I really want it? Or am I just kind of on in my own little bandwagon here? And I was like, it's fun in its own right, but I don't know if I really want it. You know, it's definitely better than the American adaptation that's coming out with Cosmic Fury. And that toy is actually out now. Um, and like, it doesn't even have like interaction with any q thomas it just has like a little light ball in it that you push to make the things happen and it's like but the point of it was to move your q thomas around that was your power source that's what you, you could do you know it's like so if they don't include those in the show they're like missing out on like more than half the gimmick you know i don't care if they adapt the the zord to the american version it's just not going to be as good and I feel like there's just no way they're going to include all of the accessory zords, but I don't know. They're fully CG, so they can really just take those models and do whatever they want with them in the future, I guess. <sighs> so I'm not sure. Well, I guess the, the suits aren't CG, but the transformations are. Right, correct. Yeah. And so actually, I filmed uh, out the box for those yesterday. I did have to go get batteries, though. I thought I had I thought I thought had plenty of AAAs laying around. I did not, so I had to go get some AAAs. H1 takes a battery, or is it the main unit? No, just the main one. Just the Shishi Voyager takes the batteries, and all the rest of them light up in, in position, you know, because it's just got five LEDs in it. Um, I need to figure out how the... It's got, like, a Simon kind of game in it, like, built in, like, mm-hmm. just for fun. It just has a game built in. It's like, okay. Uh, and uh, I need to figure out how it works. Like, I know it's a pattern thing, but I don't know if it's fill out all the lights or make sure you hit the same light as the pattern speeds up. Um, so I need to translate the instructions. That would be a good idea. Oh, that reminds me. There was something. Oh, what was that on now? There's something I needed to translate. I forget what it is. Oh, damn. That was in the uh... That was in the review I put up. I totally, I totally blanked on that shit. 
So the review for the five two toys, uh, Omex and Unis, I was supposed to translate the the Chinese on the packaging, and I forgot to do that. Damn. So I'll have to do that later. Oh well. Um. Uh, since you haven't since you haven't listened to today's episode, I assume, uh, I we did finish uh the end of the fucking world. I remember I mentioned that last time you were on. Uh, it's a good show. It actually is a good show. So I suggest uh watching that. Um, I watched the f- two of the final three episodes of The Witcher, and I, and I sort of say that because like the I fell asleep partway through the second episode back. <sighs> <laughs> if it's that good, I just to to to, to be asleep, Ed. Then that kind of gives me it, the it was like it doesn't exactly may fill me with the desire to be like, hey. I really must watch this next. I mean, to be fair, it's to be fair. It's probably more of a glucose problem than than a boring problem. But (laughs) because it's right after I ate lunch. And so I probably just literally, you know, because I can go to sleep right now. I I had a couple breakfast tacos like about three hours ago and I'm feeling sleepy. So um, that's a nap to your witcher. Pretty much, yeah, exactly. Um, Tass and Nappy, you know, just uh. but anyway, the first episode is like a huge, like, battle situation for the most part, and then a lot of people doing dumb shit for no real reason, being like, hey, let's all run away from the battle, okay, let's run back into the battle. Wait, why are we running back into the battle? I don't know, because we got to save someone, I think they're pretty good. They could probably we probably use your help here. No, I'm gonna run back into the battle. Okay, and now we should all split up. Well, I don't think we should split up. No, we should split up. It's like, oh Jesus Christ! It's like, <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck? And and I'm sorry, I mentioned like Yaskier before. I don't know what they've done to his character. Like realistically, I don't like it. I don't, I do not like this this version of Yaskier. Um. It's just stupid. It's just really stupid, in my opinion. Like, he had a very specific purpose early on, and then now whatever they've decided that he needs to be, that's what he is today. You know, and it's really dumb. I also don't like the new, the upgraded look to him or anything else like that, where he basically looks like he's trying to pretend to be Jack White from the early 2000s. Um, it's, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. But uh, there's one more episode, uh, and I'm sure it won't be a cliffhanger because we don't know how Geralt. Actually, I think I know how they're get because I haven't watched the final episode. I think I know how they're getting rid of Cavill, and I think I sort of called it back when we talked about it before, where like basically it's going to be like a magic spell that is used to change his appearance for whatever reason, and I think that's what they're lining up right now. In in his current condition, so to speak, um, so I think that's where we're gonna end up. But like, it just—it's like everything that happens just instantly doesn't matter by the end of the episode, as far as I can tell. And I also don't give a shit about any of these characters except for like their our main three, like. Any of them. I don't give a shit. Like, we're supposed to care about the, the elf king and, like, the, the queen. And then you're supposed to care about this person over here, I guess. 
But it's like, I don't even remember what you guys are mad about. There was too big of a break. It's like, now you're all over here. It's like, it was only like a two-week break even between the first chunk of this season and the final three episodes. And I don't even remember what the... Even watching the recap, I'm just like, none of this shit mattered enough for me to store the information. It's like, I swear to God, like, there's so much better content out there and they spend way too much money on this show that I can see that the first episode, once they come back is where they spent their budget for the entire season. That's painfully obvious. That's where the entire visual effects budget went. Um, cause even in the next episode where they have some special effects, they're definitely downgraded from the one before it. Um, Oh, I did finish Secret Invasion. Eh, it, it was definitely a show that happened. Yeah, that's what a lot of people are saying, unfortunately. It, it was a show that... I have not I have not gone past the second episode yet, so I'm like... I'm gonna, And I was waiting just basically to binge it, but... Well, if you don't care, I'll just... I trust your, I trust your opinion more than I do reading anything online yeah. to what other opinions are. So, not because I trust... Not because, I, I, not because I'm like, well, I trust Shoki's opinion above everybody else. But because, like... Appeal to you authority. Watch from a, you watch it at least from a perspective of, of enjoyment of whatever you're trying to watch or at least getting something out of it that's going to be... Kind of like The Witcher. Like, you know, yeah. you're like... You can see where the value is or if there's if there's really no purpose to like, why did you even bother to produce this? Yeah, that's how I feel with Secret Invasion is that a lot of the a lot of the online chatter Mm -hmm. doesn't always. And this is with a lot of stuff doesn't always equate to what it really what the enjoyment factor should be. Yeah. Um, of the person who's watching it like you know you watch for what you want you watch what you like and you you know you like what you watch mm-hmm. it's either going to go good or bad yeah but or Secret neither Invasion, even after the second episode i was i don't want to say i don't want to say bored but i wasn't i wasn't it, as there's no hook inspired to want to continue it the, like immediately it, it fails very hard on the fact there is no real hook they try they try really hard with the first two or three episodes. They really do. But I feel like the first I mean, it, the, the first episode is the biggest episode yeah. story-wise in my mind because it's the one where you have no clue what's going on. That's where all the pieces are coming together. But my biggest criticism of this show is they make the distance between London and middle-of-nowhere Russia that and no one is using a Quinjet. They're using regular-ass airplanes and regular-ass cars to get around, and there is no sense of time between traveling to across all of Europe to get to to get back and forth between London and Russia. Most of the series takes place between London and Russia. That's it. Like, it, and it's like, what the hell? And, like... The 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 end gives you a lot of revelations, as well it should, but then it also is just the same Marvel bullshit. It comes down like because they already told you ahead of time that we're going to be no Avengers and no superheroes in this show, at all. So when you come down to the concept of Super Scrolls, well, who the hell's going to fight a Super Scroll? Oh, maybe it's going to be. 
another scroll. It's like, yeah, that's the whole point. It's basically another scroll civil war just happening on Earth, basically. It's like the ones who want to be peaceful and then the ones who want to take over. And the way it ends, and I know there were reshoots and rewrites because it's, it's come up online. You can tell that they didn't, they weren't sure how they were supposed to end it. Like, and there's a scene near the end, if not right at the end, that is a big reveal. And you're just left going, okay, well, what does this have to do with everything else? It's like, wait, it's like, but it's like, but hold on. What, what is this? And where did it come from? Why does it, what is it? connect to the rest of the story and it feels like something that would have been revealed earlier in the series in fact there's good there's parts of it that feel like they rearranged scenes and reshot them uh because it's like that doesn't make sense to happen right here why did this happen right here which is which i think is something that they actually did discuss was that there were a lot of reshoots because of the entire mess up of the way that things have been run and for releases. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, there's the the biggest thing they should not have done if they wanted us to feel like there was any importance to the series was show the give us the trailer or even teasers for the Marvels. Like that already showed you that Nick Fury gets through this series unscathed and goes back to life like normal. Right, exactly. It's like, if they hadn't done that, I don't know, maybe if they put... Oh, by the way, anybody listening to this, if you've not gotten that far, there is nothing at the end. There's no stinger. There's no teaser. There's no trailer for anything after the fact. I'm just like, well, this would have been the spot to put something, not put it out online, you know, months before this series comes out. It's fucking stupid. I think, like, whoever's in charge of the release schedule at this point feels like they don't know what's happening you know Correct. I, yeah there's no there was no there was a plan and then it got lost in the mix well we know there was a plan at least definitely through phase four that got scrapped due to covid like covid delayed everything and now they're in pure panic mode over both strikes and so now we have the writer strike and the sag strike uh or sag uh, sag arga is that what it is Aftra, Aftra, whatever, whatever Aftra as is, is. I know it's another chunk of it, but the uh, just the idea that now we've got actors and writers on on strike, and like all these movies are set to schedule whenever, and to the point that like Disney Disney slash Marvel is looking at trying to cancel shit now, and it's like don't right. cancel, just delay it. It's like look, it's like just like don't take away, just change it, like do something. It's like. Well, they're panic attacking to cancel because they need to get because they don't want to invest the money into. Well, yeah, uh, they they need to take they need they they don't have as liquid uh, funds to just oh, they, basically. They're all on. With. They function on debt, yeah, like the rest much. of the world. So the the movie that just came out, whatever that might be, generally is funding either the next thing or the thing after that. So they need the the box office sales, and we know this year alone, Marvel movies have just been bombing. Disney movies have it's just been bombing. It's not even just Marvel movies; it's Disney movies yeah. in general. Yeah, across the board. Elemental Elemental is not done well. What I heard the other one? even for Pixar wasn't good. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, like the biggest movies so far, 
this year has been Barbie and Oppenheimer. Like not together, that they're not. It's not one movie, despite Should what people. Together. There's no Barbenheimer. Hashtag no Barbenheimer. <laughs> I have not seen either one of these things yet. I do want to, um, but I haven't gone to the theater. I haven't gone back to the theater since seeing Sound of Freedom, um, which also is is just continues to make more and more money and continues to go up in uh, theater releases. In case anybody, so. There, the number of movies in history that the number of theaters that it's gone out to that have gone up week to week is in the single digits. So this movie, week to week, it's been out for a month, has actually increased its theater count every single Friday since it released. And it right. continues to make an average of 5 to $7 million a day. Which is crazy, and it's still a good movie. I still. If you look in the show notes discussion, somebody had somebody had created on Reddit a uh, uh, the 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 Barbie and Oppenheimer cinematic universe. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's really quite funny. No, don't do it. <laughs> it's so instead of the Hasbro cinematic universe, it's uh, it's Mattel. No, no Polly Pocket. If you do Polly Pocket, you have to do Mighty Max. You can't have one, not the other. <laughs> wow. Now I see Permi, Goodell. <laughs> wow. Wait, how are you gonna put how are you gonna put Einstein that far back after Oppenheimer? Because that's a prequel. Technically, right? Technically. Yeah. Schwarzschild, really? Okay. Whatever. So there, there, yeah, like there the ver, a, ver. there's a there's a kids show on uh, on Netflix that's uh, the Who Was show. That's um, kind of a it, it's kind of that old school. I don't if you were a kid and you watched like three two one contact or any of those like you know PBS shows where it was like educational and yeah yet funny at the same time. So the Who Was show is based on. Of the books where these are autobiography books about um, oh who biographical who books was about, about okay right, about that makes these sense. characters whether it's Einstein or whatever and so one of the shows one of the uh, but it's acted out by these actors and actresses that really kind of nail the the characters yeah so looking at the Oppenheimer universe I kept thinking man this really would be a good time for the who was show to really get that that logo down. They did one of Marie Curie. Yeah, and uh, they they did it as a uh, a Fast and Furious montage. No, Fast Too Curious. No. <laughs> oh God. I mean, like. I mean, they even like covered. They even covered her husband's death, and then her death from radiation, like in the most light way possible. Yeah, but in a way that's like. I don't have time for for safety. I must go quicker. <laughs> I mean, realistically, that was kind of the concept, but that's that's that science kind of in concept, general. But, it, but thinking about the Oppenheimer universe, I'm like, yeah, too fast, too curious would definitely be. On that's that terrible. <laughs> that's terrible. And then you get then you get to the fourth one, and it's the return of Oppie. <laughs> Oppie's revenge. <laughs> He comes back and he literally says, I am become death. And he's now got eyes are glowing red. He's all buff. <laughs> he's got four arms. He actually has become Shiva. 
Because for those who don't know, the, that famous quote is actually from, is it, is it Hindu religion? Yeah, it's Hindu religion. Yeah, because it's actually talking about, I believe it's either Shiva or... One it's, of, well, well. so Shiva is the goddess of destruction. Kali is the goddess Kali. of death. I could, yeah, I couldn't remember which one it was. I was I was getting them backwards. It's Kali and Shiva, yeah. So, yeah, because it's talking about... That's actually a quote. That's not the, So they're quoting a quote when they talk about Oppenheimer. You know, also, have you ever seen the epic rap battles of Thanos versus J. Robert Oppenheimer? <laughs> yes. That is amazing. That's one of the best ones they've ever done. Um, just it's so well done. And Epic Lloyd. Uh, or is it? No, Lloyd is doing Thanos and uh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Peter is doing uh, uh, Oppenheimer and like his version of Oppenheimer is great. Not to mention just the the wordplay is, is amazing. Go if you if you've not really watched epic rap battles of history, you need to because it's fantastic. It is, um, it is quite good. Yes, they, they definitely need to do more Lego ones because those are some of the better ones, although that's completely dependent on a singular creator otherwise. Um, let's see what else. I know we've been watching stuff, but I've been so busy. I don't even remember what we've been watching together. Oh, so we watched, uh, I mentioned on the last episode, uh, a, a documentary called, uh, or unknown cave of bones on Netflix, which once again, I suggest everybody go watch. Um, uh, but then we watched another one. And I think it was the secret pyramid or the lost pyramid or something like that. And I caught a good chunk of that before I had to come back in here and do more work. And basically, there's this one guy who was obsessed with finding, like, they swear there's another another period in G- or pyramid in Giza. It's like, it's like for whatever reason, they thought there's a fourth pyramid that's just been lost. It's like how you just lose a pyramid. I don't know unless you're unless it was the one that the gold took back up to space, um, and. They make a discovery. It's another documentary, by the way. But it's, this one has uh, got a little bit more reality show feel to it. It's kind of weird. Like, the interviews feel more reality show, not documentary. But uh, they end up finding this lost tomb, uh, and it's huge. And it actually has doesn't seem to have ever been touched. Like, uh, most of the Egyptian kings, all of their tombs are raided or empty. This one has actually got sarcophagus this has the little shapti jars everything still in it and it was completely unsealed they dug it up straight up out of the desert they found the entrance down to it they they broke the seal on it everything um but they also shoot it in a way where it feels more like a tv show like you've got the two main guys are standing there at the door and they've got the camera facing them and then you you watch them crack the seal on it instead of watching it from an outside perspective i'm like that's stupid stop being cinematic with it i just want to see what we're doing you know Mm -hmm. and it actually was to the point that they're all down in this particular uh tomb i guess for lack of a better term that has freshly been opened they're all down there with like n95 masks on and stuff because i'm pretty sure this was done during covid times and uh, not to mention just filthy so but they're in there for a little while and they're looking around, you know, checking stuff out. And then they're talking and they realize like, oh, we're probably running out of good air because this was already shitty air to begin with. And it's just a small opening, you know, however deep in the earth at this point. It's like, uh, we should all get out of here until more fresh air can get down in here. So 
I don't know. I didn't finish that one. It did seem interesting other than the strange, more cinematic filming of it. But uh, pretty interesting documentary. Jessica's been watching some just random stuff here and there, you know. Uh, uh, there was this whole sex trafficking show. I don't even know what it's called. Um, it's it. Oh, it was a. It's actually a Korean, Korean show, and it's about a guy who basically made him made himself out to be like a. A, 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 a what's the word like televangelist style. So like he's like praising the word of God and all this stuff, and he convinces all these women to come along and. Like everything about it, he turn, makes himself into God, and like convinces all these people and it, the terrible atrocities we're in. Um, but of course, she's watching the actual translated version or the dubbed version, and I'm just like, I can't watch this seriously. <laughs> it's like this dub is terrible. Um, but there's some I, I didn't even hear about this. I would have never thought that that would happen over in Asia land. Like that's crazy. Like you know here for sure. All these crazy religious cults, and you know they turn it in always turns into a sex cult eventually. Um, but to have that happen over there with the guys of a Christian religion was crazy. And I was like, he just copied what he saw over here. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it was Korean, um, not Chinese. Which Chinese would make sense, but it was just interesting that it was Korean. So uh, I have to look up the name of that because uh, it was it was an interesting thing. But once again. I've been coming in and out of here or cooking because I, I would cook and then like completely miss what she's uh, watching. <sighs> Which, by the way, I made some good fried chicken the other night. I'd never done like full on like chicken breast and I actually made we made some barbecue chicken sandwiches that were fried. Oh, it came out so good. I didn't think it would, nice. but it did. Um, I wish I they were huge chicken breasts. Like this one pack of chicken breasts was literally only like four and they were massive. Like, had to have been quarter pound, maybe even heavier, chicken breast. Because I cut that bitch in half, and it was still a giant sandwich for either of us to eat. And it's like, I could have quartered this thing and made four sandwiches, realistically, and it still would have been enough to eat per sandwich. So, either way, I like frying chicken. It's just a pain in the ass. And, like, there's no good way to do it here. It won't be messy. Um, and everything's greasy for days. It's annoying. You know, I'm sitting there trying to work on stuff, and I'm just like... Like, Rob can see what I'm doing. It's just like, like, I can just feel it on my hands. You know, it's gross. Right. It's like, it's like, I know I wash my hands 15 times while doing this because I was handling raw chicken. And I was like, why do my fingers still feel greasy? And the house, you know, and I also made bacon the other morning. So the house has smelled like some type of cooking meat like all week, which I guess to some degree is okay. Um, oh man, I made that bacon like just perfect too. Like, I thought I overcooked it, but then, like, after it settled and everything, it was nice. And I and I pre-seasoned it, like, in the bag. Like, I just added all my, my pepper, salt, garlic, pepper, you know, whatever. And, like, left it in the bag, in the fridge for, like, a couple days to, like, really get in there. And then fried it up. Oh, really good nice. bacon. Yeah. But, unfortunately, she won't, like, make me or let me make stuff yeah, in the you, bacon grease. How do you cook your bacon? Do you grill it or do you, like, put it on the... Uh, right now I'm doing stovetop, uh, like just in a, in a pan. Um, because that way, if I choose to recycle the grease immediately, I can, um, I've done it in the oven, uh, which turned into a really big tragedy one time. So, uh, I don't do it in the oven anymore. I mean, it cooks nice in the oven. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, when none of the grease went in the pan, it went to the bottom of the oven. That was a very bad day. 
Um, and if I had like a flat top, I still want to get a flat top grill outside. Uh, just haven't been able to do it. Funds are finally coming back uh, a little bit. Uh, it just it was a bad beginning of the month. So I was like, I missed all the sales on all the grills, and now they're gone for the most part, at least the ones I was after. So I was like, damn it. So now I'm going to have to buy a more expensive grill because the wifey wouldn't let me buy it when it was available. Um, also, I thought about having to haul a 250-pound grill up the stairs. I was just like, I don't know how I'm going to do that. Um, pieces. Pieces would be the answer. So uh, how do you do your bacon? You do it outside where you catch fire and everything? Well, we haven't set the grill on fire. If that's again, if that's Sense. what you're asking, uh, <laughs> no, we've Yet. um we I've done it in the oven before. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, just setting up a tray. Um, yeah, setting up like a baking tray, and then setting up a grill a grill tray on top of that to catch so that catches the grease into the baking tray. Yeah, um, that's what we did. It. Yeah, yeah. I mean, stovetop is fine enough, but um, uh, the we also have we also have our we're going to do it outside we have uh, a black stone which mm. is basically just the, it's a griddle uh, yeah. you know it's a griddle yeah that's what i want but a lot, there's really so much the more optimal way it's the optimal way to do it yeah because then everything's nice and even it cooks real nice it's all thorough yep. you hook you cook the whole package but um when the when the weather is way too hot it also makes it much harder <laughs> yeah it's like hey go stand done. go stand outside over the hot thing um, right, exactly. Though when I did do all that cooking the other night, it actually I could tell it was heat. we were also doing laundry, so like the AC wouldn't stop running. It's like it was struggling. It actually got one degree warmer in here, and the AC was struggling to uh, cool it down. So I had the oven going, the the stove top, and the dryer. You know, that's on either side of the AC unit basically. So it was getting warm, right. and I'm just looking at it. I'm like, why is the AC like just going? And I'm like, oh. So I actually bumped it up a couple degrees, so it would shut off and rest. I don't want to overwork that thing in the middle of summer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that bacon came out nice. I like I like some good bacon. I usually like to season it up really good. But I I, I did add just I've a, done pe- I, I've done peppered bacon. And I've mm-hmm. done garlic peppered bacon. Yeah, add a little add a little paprika, like just a just a just a tiny bit in there, um, and like add some if you can do some flaky salt. Like obviously bacon is salty. But because there's so much fat, fat loves salt. So you can always add just a little bit more, but add the flaky salt so that there's some crunch to it to add with the, the pepper bacon. Right. Yeah. So, like, normally you buy it that way, obviously. But the wifey doesn't like me to buy the pep- the pre-seasoned bacon. Like, pre-smoked, sure. But uh, I'll season it usually either in the pan. But this time, because I only cooked, like, a couple pieces to do with breakfast the morning before. Like, so I only literally did like a handful of pieces there. So I just seasoned them as they were. And I seasoned the rest in the bag. Like I just threw it all in there, made sure I rubbed it on really well. And then I seasoned it again once it was in the pan so that it wasn't just the outside surface that had the seasonings. It was also the flats. So um, right. oh, it came out good. I made myself the bulk of the bacon because, hello. Um, she got a fair share, but I made the bulk of it. She got... She got one more waffle than I did, and so I got more bacon. It was a trade-off because I made because <laughs> I, I made waffles. Um, we have a big waffle maker, like the big Belgian waffle maker, and they made like the small waffle maker. But I still use the Belgian uh, mix, mm. which I use the uh, the Krusty's uh, Belgian waffle mix. I think it's really good. 
It is really good. The the crusties actually is is one of the better mixes. It tastes like something. Yes. And and it you like because you buy like the other stuff. Like I I bought some of the uh, Kodiak mix before, uh, and it just didn't quite come out the same. Like they're okay, but they're just not the same. But uh, they'll probably be good with the small waffle maker, like because it probably makes mm. just more solid waffles. But what was interesting because I made too many. Uh, throw them in the fridge, right? And so they get a little soft. They get a little, you know, overnight. I throw them in the toaster the next morning. I was like, these are badass. I was like, so now from now on, I'm going to cook them before, put them in the fridge just so I can put them in the toaster the next morning and actually get them better. So, like, they'll be nice and crispy on the outside, but still nice and soft, Belgian-y on the inside. I was like, I, I accidentally stumbled upon a, a food hack. <laughs> but tonight we're going out for dinner. I am not cooking tonight. Fuck it. I don't have anything to cook, honestly. We need to go grocery shopping. <laughs> I'm being just fair about it. It's like, we need to go grocery shopping. I have, like, large chicken breasts. That's pretty much it. It's like, I don't have anything else that I can do other than just breakfast for dinner. I could do Brinner if I wanted. Mm. I mean, I like Brinner, but you now then I have to have several pans. and I, It's a pain in the dick. All right, so <laughs> what's, what's been going on with you the last couple of weeks? Uh, Just a lot of back and forth um we finished up swim season so i was gonna know, ask done. but now but then we also had um occasional kid camps uh for the week so a little bit of back and forth and is that trying to basically keep the kids occupied for the summer so We're down to the last couple of weeks so let me ask you on the kid camp thing is that a daily situation or a you leave them there situation uh, it's a couple of hour situation. Like okay. last week, it's an in, last in and out week, camp. The younger, it. last week the younger had a a, a three hour gym uh, tumbling camp, while mm. the older had a three hour <laughs> cooking camp. Tumbling camp that just sounds funny. Yeah, um, but she she had a, Cook, a three hour a cooking, cooking camp. camp yes. where they actually like had different recipes that they would put together each day, and they got mm-hmm. to sample it as they went through. Cool. Uh, they even got to take home what they made. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, that was really nice because then we got lunch. Um, I was going to say, is this tryouts for MasterChef Junior? Because that'd be awesome. No, but I mean, some of the recipes were really good. Like they had a breaded chicken that was just out of this world. And so she actually made it for dinner this past week. That sounds awesome. Um, what kind of breading? Yeah, it was. It really did turn out very, very nice. Um, we went to a small carnival that was being run uh, in the area. And that was um, did they have small something carnies? for amusement. One of those, you know, one of those <laughs> they had small, the little, like, they had know, the little hey, carnies. the town's running this carnival. I'm pretty sure that's called a fair. Are, we're bringing in the rides that are, well, they call it carnival because Actually, fair. Okay. What What is the distinction? Uh, that, that, that's the question. What is the distinction? Between a, a carnival and a fair. Actually, a f- it's the size. A fair so actually it's has in a fair. Standard, standard location tents that are set up the purposes and it is a much larger venue a carnival is basically just something that's set up in some local park and and i i i get that particular description because we do have like our our county fair that's held at the fairgrounds but you know because that can be multi-day thing right or multi-week multi-day thing right exactly and it can be you know you'll have the rodeo stuff you'll have the cookout you'll have the i don't know what else they do technically speaking but like they all they have all the rides they've got all the food so it's like it's i think a fair is a carnival with an extra limb attached 
Like like a carnival is basically rides, food, vomit. That's pretty much it. That's that's all of a carnival or yeah, yeah a carnival exists of. Um, and maybe like a circus can be also involved in some way. Yeah, carnival. So usually fairs are more like like I know the the especially since the state fair for for or even the county fair mm-hmm. much bigger usually has animals usually has a lot more like live activities yeah that's what i was saying the, the uh, actual I mean, north carolina like in north carolina like the raleigh state fair would they would have like pig racing it would be like miniature miniature pig racing that's those are live animals that's a that's a thing Okay, so so here's the here's the uh, this is a, a semi-official tra- uh, definition. In summation, carnivals are small, often traveling, makes sense, and focus on entertainment. Fairs are larger, often community-sponsored, and feature competitions as well as elements of carnivals. So, like I said, a fair. Yeah. It's just a carnival with the extra with the extra limb. stuff attached. Yep, yeah. exactly. So because I mean the stuff that comes in for the fair is the same shit that you would see in a parking lot, you know, of a Macy's. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, you know, we also by the way we also have a traveling circus that comes to town for like a month at a time. Like it it's a it's a Mexican circus. That's literally what it is, and they set up in the same parking lot every year because mm-hmm. one of the largest open parking lots that really nobody's using. And uh, it stays there for a good while. It's kind of funny. Uh, though we did actually, just north of Houston, there was a proper Mexican circus that was a permanent fixture. And it was there for a long time. Um, right. And uh, that's just funny to think about. Because, you know, you think about, like, Ringling Brothers and stuff like that. You know, the big traveling tent and all that. But then you think, wait, we permanently put in a circus. It's like, okay, but is it always running? Like, is there just any given day you want to roll in there, you know? But, yeah, but but that's funny because I've legit never thought about the difference because, you know, I've been to both. I've been to a thing that was labeled a carnival, and I've been to things that are definitely fairs. But I also most fairs either have Renaissance or County in front of it. <laughs> it's like, I think that's the only distinction, you know? Or it's State or State Fair because I often forget the Texas State Fair is a thing. So never been, never been there. And that is a permanent location. So, you know, it's just like the Texas Renaissance Festival. Yeah. Ren Fest, Ren Fair, same difference. You know, it's generally the same location yearly or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so just, yeah, that was a nice little, that was a nice little, uh, it was on a last Thursday. So it's ah. kind of a nice little thing. Cool. Did just you eat to, any? Um, took the, did the Ferris wheel and, uh, no, I mean, thankfully it looked safe enough and it, uh, and die so well consider- part of the problem that's part of the problem with car with carnivals uh-huh. is that you you know or even if you don't what you should know is that most of these rides are well over 30 years old and most, yeah. most of them have been purchased through auctions and then basically just painted over and redressed yep then move from place to place to place yep the safety limitations of what is required for these things to actually be considered safe to ride on it's questionable at best yeah uh, i agree with that and especially the really tall ones are the big swinging ones or things like mm-hmm. that like we get the one where it's like got the one counterweight and just a single car that's like just slinging mm-hmm. 30 people around 
that kind of shit. Now, I've seen the videos, of course, of one of those going over where it definitely wasn't anchored properly. Um, like we've all seen the videos, uh, you know, where where a fair or carnival ride goes wrong. But now, have you seen all this stuff coming out about like major like theme park roller coasters that have like oh, yeah. glaring damage happening? And it's like so. Actually, uh, one of the ones that was close by that's close to where I'm at, they mm-hmm. actually a video of the park says that they were running a safety check, but really you see riders in the video where the actual coaster is coming around on a curve. They are taking it to, it's a, it is a floating coaster. So basically you're oh, yeah. sitting in a seat and you're suspended from above. Yeah. It's and a ha- as the hanging coaster. coaster is yeah. Coming above as the coaster is co- going upwards, uh-huh. coming around the curve, the individuals are upside down suspended from oh that yeah from the coaster and it's coming around and you literally see the what is supposed to be the concrete post most of these are are constructed in a way that they're there's they're constructed like you would freeways yeah there is a solid core to them there is rebar surrounding it and then it is filled with concrete yeah they are reinforced at the bottom and they are reinforced at the top and they're designed to take quite a bit of weight and quite a bit of punishment over time yeah this one in particular it had apparently sheared at the point of the top of the column this this is probably the one i've seen going up and coming around and they're fine Mm mm-hmm the whole po- the whole column basically shifts. Yeah, you see the whole thing and, move, and you can see the crack. And it is. Yeah. this is the one I've seen. And, yeah, and it is terrifying. That's it is terrifying. That is terrifying. And I mean, I've I have. So I mean, here's the other thing. Like we're in pretty close distance between like several theme parks, and it is not Flex. uncommon to hear of getting stuck midway or having mm. to you know mm. having to wait for hours on end to be rescued because of a failure something goes wrong they have to hit the emergency stop yep and, and that and, has always been I, in my mind whenever i go to go to a theme park i'm like nope. yeah i mean you're you're mm. you know it's one of the things where you buy the ticket most people don't bother to look at the fine print on the waiver uh-huh but it's there you buy a ticket you're basically signing the waiver that you you accept any response any responsibility for uh for peril at your peril and you know i mean it's it you know what's the cost of a good time is it worrying Death. that something's going to happen, or is it worrying that you're going to be stuck in on a ride for hours on end? Yeah. So, well, it, it on you know the funny thing is is like if you got stuck, say on, I don't even know. Uh, it's a small world, you know. You're probably going to be fine. You know, it might you get. Know, the, the it magic, might... the Magic Kingdom is really is really one of the one of the that's one of the worst places oh yeah i'm sure because they have had i mean we're talking full amputations uh drownings death right exactly or uh you just don't see it as part of the magic experience true true and because i'm sure there's i'm sure there's buried somewhere a couple of goofy suits with some blood on them as they were rushing xyz over to the medical center yeah yeah exactly but what i was getting at is like comparatively like say small world probably don't have to worry about much other than being really really annoyed by a song playing over and over and staring at some creepy ass 70 year old animatronics but uh 
versus like the coaster you were talking about if you got stuck hanging upside down completely exposed for god knows how long but i like some of them have like the default position to where like even if they if something goes wrong and they do an automatic shutdown say you get up to a point where you would be hanging literally hanging being Mm -hmm. protruding upward upside down technically uh it can roll back to a safe locking position some of them some of them can do that where it's not like completely out of control um and i mean like these things have been around forever now and like the technology has gotten better but unlike carnival rides where look there's no waiver you just know that you're right yeah you're taking your life in your hands you've got you've got a you've got four options you get out alive you get thrown up on you shit yourself or you die (laughs) three of those are okay i guess the living is probably the best option but like the the in-betweens are just like okay the end result is i live but in a worse condition than i started like there's there there is the possibility of being injured on a carnival ride but odds are you're just gonna die like if you get on anything that's large and spinning especially if it's supposed to be in a stationary position and it no longer is, then who knows how many people can die? Like, cause exactly. the scare or the, uh, what is it? The, uh, the drop rides whenever yeah. somebody doesn't get locked in properly and then they fall, uh, mm-hmm. or they get slammed to the ground because they weren't attached properly, which has happened repeatedly. Why the hell they still keep making those rides or using? Cause I guess they're probably not making many of them anymore. But like those, like where they go up and then drop you, so many people have fallen not on the on the bottom end. Although some people have come out on the drop and basically like they they have a delayed drop and then they splat right next to it. That kind of shit is like no. That's why I will never get on one of those. I right. think I think I went on one once back in the day and never again. Like right. never again. That's back when Astro World was still a thing. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> Can I interject for one sec? I need to take a quick break. I'll be right back. I just got to do a check-in with the wife. Yay. Okay. Pause time. Okay. We are back. I was scrolling through not Twitter. (laughs) Looking for things. Um, X going to give it to you. I I mean, I, I like the idea of X, but I like the name of Twitter. Like it just it it's weird because like Twitter you know to tweet, you know, now the best you can manage is express, I guess, um, or you're just xing, whatever. That is one of the weirdest things that he went for. But he he's trying to brand everything together. Good old Elon. Um, but he also wants Twitter or X, whatever Twix. I'm gonna just call it Twix from now on. Call it Twix. I want it to be Twix because uh, you know I can. Try to decide. But you which could choose the like. left side or the right side. Ah, <laughs> uh, they should have called it. Tw- I mean, if it wasn't already taken. Uh, but yeah, Twix is great because uh, because I don't even lost my thought because the joke was too good. Um, fuck. <laughs> oh, okay. I remember what I was gonna say. I just shared because uh, Nerd Rage uh, just or shared yesterday actually something I noticed but didn't look at was the new uh, Gamera Rebirth trailer. 
Um, I didn't know they were doing a Gamera uh, anime series in the same style as the Godzilla anime series, and it drops mm. really soon. Looks really good, except I think they gave way too much away in the trailer. It's like, hey, look, here's all the animals, we're, or here's all the monsters we're fighting. Okay, here's how we're winning. This is how we're losing. Is it, okay. It's like, sure. <laughs> What's the exactly. plot? What is the plot? As long as it's better than... Like, okay, so do you, did you watch both uh, Godzilla animes? Not yet, no. Okay, so I kind of liked the first one, where it was like the future Earth and all this stuff. Because it was a new, interesting take on Godzilla. But then, like, the, the Zero Point, or whatever it was called, Vanishing Point, what I forgot what the hell it was called. The overall idea was interesting, but the execution of Godzilla itself was really strange because it borrowed from Shin Godzilla with the evolving Godzilla types. Um, it was really strange, and I, I, I just don't know. I think it was called Zero Point. It's Zero something. I don't, singular point that's what it was called singular point um and like how that all played into like destiny and fate and weirdness stuff I, it was a really odd series comparatively like compared to the original one which was just like straight up mecha and kaiju anime it, the second one was different so i want to see where this uh gamera one is going and i know we got the other the teaser for the new godzilla movie coming from toho uh, a little while ago, and now we've seen what that Godzilla looks like, which is strange. This is it like a weird amalgamation? Of, right, uh, exactly. Diff different. It does look weird. Yeah, it's got it's got different different eras of Godzilla's mixed together. I just don't like the spines, the the back spines. They look strange. Um, right. Like they look jagged but purposeful, and I don't like it. It's like I want it to look random, random and menacing, not purposeful and and symmetrical i don't know something about it I, I i don't know better way to describe it honestly um but i just saw that so i just thought it was cool i was watching that while you were gone since you've been gone didn't... very cool um so let's see other things that i've uh been watching been watching i guess um so my actually my wife is so start with my wife she's been watching um it's an NBC show, but she's been watching it off of um, off of Netflix called Manifest. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm very aware of Manifest. Yeah. I well, mean, uh, it's her show, though, and I just it's cannot a, get into dude, it. Dude, it is a female-centric show. Jessica could not I don't stop mind watching that. it. I don't mind that so much. It, I, it's more like the plot is just way too No, no, no. When I, when I mean female-centric, I mean like women are drawn to it and men don't care. Like I, I had this discussion now with at least four, four guys, four married men, and we've all had the exact same reaction. Like all of us had the same reaction. It's weird. Like it's, I called it like Lost Light. It's like it's like Lost it has a lot of similarities to Lost, but it's not as good. But Correct, women, yes. but women love it, and I bet women didn't like Lost as much. I think it's the Grey's Anatomy esque. Yes, it is. Emotional... It is definitely Shondaland Lost. Yeah, 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 for <laughs> even, sure. Even though it's on NBC. So, I mean, that's her thing, and that's fine. Um, but my daughter and I have been watching the latest season of uh, The Dragon Prince on mm. Netflix, which is um, up to season five now. It got released Fuck. two days before it was... One, sorry. Hmm? I have to check something. Oh. 
Please tell me I clicked the right buttons before we got started. Oh, thank God. I thought I wasn't recording. I thought I was not recording your audio. Because <laughs> I, I turned off some of the stuff, but I did not turn off Discord's recording. So I gotcha. I literally thought we just did like an hour, almost an hour and a half with no audio from your end. Oh, my gosh. Because I changed the settings when I live stream. So right. either gotcha. way, uh, Dragon Prince. Sorry. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, so season five of the Dragon Prince uh, came out two days before it five? was to originally come out. Uh, damn. Season five now. Yeah. I've, um, I've not watched any. They released it right as SDCC was uh, was going on. Hmm. And so, OK. But first off, to preface, I mean, obviously, this is a um, the same creator and the same style as uh, the previous Avatar uh, shows legend of Korra and whatnot but this legend was this Korra, was avatar mike and, and airbenders yep mike exactly. and dave mike and dan yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. aaron he has and etc yeah and so the the previous the the previous four seasons were quite good they were really quite good they were designed to be lighthearted, but also be this grand tale of dragons and whatnot Mm-hmm. This current season is has really been so dry and stretched out, and it's nine episodes of that. And even, mm. like my daughter and I are comparing notes on it, we're like, "Is it just?" Me? And I asked her, "I was like, is it just me, or is this really like just being like? Are they just dragging this out?" And she's like, "No, absolutely." My daughter is, you know, she 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 gets it. Like she's. No, she she even she can see it. It's like it's not as good as the previous seasons, and it's just because there there's so much world building that went into it. Yeah, that it unfortunately has managed to do what a lot of series that try for this ha- it happens get drowned in their own mythology. <laughs> they get drowned in basically this whole world building thing where you have way too many characters trying to build up to a crescendo of something that is going that basically is now taking up an entire season instead of giving us any type of major plot that was going to be useful. Sure. You could have just gone like it's one of those things where like certain seasons of certain shows you take your pick as to whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. You could have just had a first show and a last show and that would have been perfectly fine. You didn't need all the filler in between. So and that's unfortunately what it feels like. And there's a lot of the same tropes that were built in to both last airbender and legend of Korra yeah. that are also, that have also come up in this show. Not that it doesn't feel, not that it's not a typical for, for this thing, for this type of series. Yeah. But again, it just drags it out even more. Hmm. Yeah, I never, I, I don't know if it was just because I didn't want something after Korra from the same people. Like, I wanted to just live with that for a while after it ended. And I knew the Dragon Prince was a thing, but, like, I never got in. Because it shares some of the same voice actors, if I recall. Um, but I just never bothered. Like, I felt like I felt like I was cheating on the Avatar universe by going on with someone different considering like there was no extension to the avatar universe outside of comics or uh books or graphic novels however you want to put it so i I don't know i felt like i wasn't ready to do the 
the Dragon Prince, as it were. But I also felt like the Voltron series, and maybe I'm crazy, I thought the new Voltron Legendary Defender series was done by the same people, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just animation style. I thought it was Studio Mirror. Okay, that was Mike and Brian were the creators there. The other guy was in Legend of Korra. That makes sense. That's where my confusion was. Yeah, so it was Mike and Brian. I said the wrong names. Okay. Alrighty then. Now I understand. Yeah, DiMartino. That's him. Mike and Brian. I was close. I was close. I think I was confusing Dan and Dave from from uh Game of Thrones. I was mixing Mike and Brian with Dan and Dave and I got Mike and Dan. <laughs> oh gotcha. Okay. Sorry about that again. You're fine. Life's happening. Gravy. Life's happening in the background. It is what it is. So I was Googling the thing. So actually, I was right. Actually, Voltron was done by Studio Mirror. So I wasn't crazy. No, you weren't. Yeah. Definitely not crazy. Same stu- It's definitely the same studio. Yeah, it's just kind of been like kind of way too stretched out for nine episodes. And there was a lot of there's there's a lot of reviews that kind of say the same thing. Mm. And kind of disappointing because now we got to wait even longer for the next season yeah where we could have had some really good stuff to at least discuss yeah um because it's one of those things like my daughter and i really enjoy watching it we we watch it that's one of our like my daughter will not binge it she will wait for me <laughs> that's good though. because otherwise my otherwise my my kids will just like I mean, they vaporize through seasons of things like it's going out of style like she she went through all of um uh all of what was the other show owl house on disney plus which by the way um if you've never watched the owl house really it's a kid's show but never it's it. really well done <clears throat> um I, I that fear, was kind of one of those shows that we watched owls. together and we went through and, and it was one of those owl house was was produced by disney during the pandemic ah. and they canceled it right after the pandemic. Weird. And they didn't even bother to tell the creator that it was canceled until after the fact. That, that's mean. Yeah. Well, it's standard Disney practices, unfortunately. They were like, um, what? She, she wound up finding out, finding out through like her agent or through somebody that somebody that she knew. Damn. Um, it does seem. It yeah. Had... And it was one of the best shows. Um, you can actually find it on Disney Plus or you can find it on YouTube even. Yeah, um, I'm looking at. It had a huge following, so my I think, daughter it was one of my daughter's favorite shows of this of this summer. I think just the animation styles a turn off for me, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah like, it's a very Gravity Falls type of. Yeah, like, and I'm not. I'm just not. It. I'm just not into the Gravity Falls no. Steven Universe style animation. Yeah. That's the main reason I don't watch those shows. I've heard those shows are amazing, but the animation mm-hmm. is such a turn off, and I, and I think. I think part of the turnoff is the obvious, just the way it looks is kind of silly compared to other animation. But also knowing certain people that were big fans, and I hate those particular people, has like soured <laughs> me to what could possibly be good because I don't want to like something they like. Um, I gotcha. Because if they're that shitty and I like it, that means I'm shitty too. Um, think about that. Um, I know it's like that's that's a dumb internal thing, but it. You know that's how I feel about it. Oh, but it's it's yeah, it's, a it's like thing. yeah, it's like because it's like if I if this person is so shitty as a person and they really like this thing, then if I 
even open the door to liking it, then I can't do that. And like the funny thing is, like a lot of people do that for political reasons nowadays. Like right. very much so. Like you know, speaking of like the the sound of freedom, like I guarantee you, there's a lot of people who would just be like, "Nope, I heard that uh, that uh, them crazy ass uh, right wing nut jobs love that movie. I can't possibly go see it. I can't support that, despite the fact that it's a very neutral message of don't let kids be stolen and sold to sex trades. Um, right, exactly. I mean, that's a pretty uh, that's a pretty not bipartisan issue, I think. But like, this is more of a personal like thing, but. I think the other reason I don't want to give any shows that look like this a chance is because Thundercats Go was a thing, or Thundercats Roar was a thing. I just call it Thundercats Go. Um, and that just sort of ruins all things good. So I just, I associate anything animated that way with Thundercats Roar. And I'm just like, I can't. Yeah. It takes, no, I get, it I takes get a good, it is, I will say, like, if you do give it a shot, yeah. It's, it's one of those things you and, Probably your wife. I need a child. I need a child to. No, she actually doesn't watch animated stuff, outside of really? Di- outside of Disney slash Pixar things. She won't like, dude. I can't get her to watch cartoons. Like, we couldn't get through Avatar: The Last Airbender. Like, she would not pay attention. Like, and just wouldn't yeah. get through it. I mean, we were getting all the way through. Like, we didn't even get through book one. Yeah. And like. There's just she'll there never are know. Certain, like there are certain things I know my wife will watch on an animated basis. Like she loves some certain Pixar movies, but not all of them. Yeah. Out of the kids stuff, she's like, "That's all on you." I just cannot do it, and I get that. Yeah. I, I get it. I'm willing to take that bullet because that's my thing. I enjoy watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was particularly fun because uh, I did I did show my my kids Invader Zim the other week. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they absolutely got a they absolutely got a, a, a hyper kick out of that, but they couldn't have the patience to continue watching it. So at least they gave Weird. it a shot, and that's fine. Um, but when uh, when a picture of the cat's lair came up from Super Seven, see, um, I had a lot of questions about what are Thundercats, and so I said, "Well, fine, you give me twenty five minutes of your time to watch the first episode of." Cats from 1987. Mm-hmm. So they watched it. Yeah. There was a lot of questions about how their battle costumes actually have any type of protection. Why they don't have clothing to begin with. I was going to say they're all why naked they... at the beginning. Like everyone right. forgets they were all naked at the beginning because modesty didn't exist until Third Earth. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So so they managed to get through the first episode. And I'm proud of them for that. But the first I episode is a rough one. I understand why they wouldn't want to continue because comparative to certain things. But there are good episodes. Very, it's almost like you need to like very, you need to like pick very good episodes. Very good episodes. Exactly, and then just exactly. stick with that. But have you shown them the 2011 Thundercats? Right. That's a much they better might, series. They, that's they might pick that up. Yeah. That's forever incomplete, and I will always be. See, that's why I hate Thundercats Roar because 2011 Thundercats was killed. Exactly. On a cliffhanger. Agreed. Totally like agreed. We get it's 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 Teen Titans versus Teen Titans Go all over again. But with like a ten, so yeah so ten so I gap. definitely like that was my that's my 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 wife watching my kid watching. We have not finished Maisel yet. I'm mad at you about this. I know. I know. I know. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So did she start Manifest before finishing Maisel? Yeah. Come on. There's four seasons. <laughs> There's four fucking seasons of Manifest. And it's all garbage. You're on the last season of Miss Maisel. 
finish Maisel, then watch the garbage that is Manifest. I know. Well, while she was watching Manifest, I was watching um, off, and it's available on. I'm so sad. Um, Peacock. I still don't. It's a movie Peacock. called Polite Society. Yeah, you shared that. And so I've I had seen uh, trailers for it or teaser trailers Oops. through Facebook and, and social media for a while. I've I've heard of the name. Yeah, and so it is an A24. Production. I was gonna say that that uh, movie poster looks a twenty four. The um, the the actors in it. One of them is uh, Ritu Arya. She's uh, she plays in the Umbrella Academy, um, which I've never watched, and she's quite good. But the main character um, Priya, and I'm I'm gonna try not to butcher her name, so I won't say it. She's she is the main character of the movie. Gotcha. And the whole, it is a, as it states, action comedy. It is, it is basically a Pakistani family, hmm. a Pakistani teenager. She's 14, living in, living in LA. Okay. Yeah. I'm watching the trailer. She, has a, the, she is, the, is the typical Pakistani American family. She has an older sister who was in uh... college, dropped out of college. She, you know, as a 14-year-old, she has all these dreams and aspirations. She wants to become a professional stunt woman. Okay. And um, this, she so, takes karate. She takes karate. Yes. And she is, she, she, she does all these stunts on you, you know, and films them and places them onto the equivalent of YouTube. And so she has all these aspirations, and, and the whole point of the movie which most people in their reviews don't seem to get is that it is supposed to be a lighthearted movie about a teenager just trying to make her way through both the societal norms of Pakistani life where you're just basically, if you're a girl, you're just there to basically be eye candy for whatever guy you're being set up with by your parents. Yeah. And also dealing with school also dealing with the pressures of life and friendships and all of that and most people take it well this is not this isn't realistic and blah 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 blah. it's not you're watching it wrong (laughs) it's it is a comedy in that they basically take the whole karate stunt aspect to the next level they do a very much like everything everywhere type of uh, wushu uh, martial arts action function to it where all of her interpersonal battles are basically fights with these other people, yeah, whether just... it's her sister or it is the uh, mother to be of her sister's future husband. Hmm. But it's also a comedy in that the, well, this is without ruining the major plot point. It's a comedy on basically the whole society of Pakistani marriage in general and you get to the end and you're like, that's actually pretty damn inspired for them to come up with that as a plot point. But you get to the point where you're like, is this a, like it, it, the, the, it's a lot of wire acts and it's a lot of stunts. And the fact that the actor Priya, she pulls all of this off and does it so well hmm. is pretty freaking awesome. It doesn't, it, it is as, I want to say low budget, but it's fairly low budget for a film. And 
it works so well. And it was just, uh, I mean, it was, it's not, I'm not, you should not expect any type of like award winning stuff to come out of this. It is a very simple, straightforward movie with just a lot of little action twists into it. It, it is damn fun to watch. It, and that's really what it was. And I'd been wanting to watch it for so long. And I was glad that it, when it came out for streaming, hmm. because I just was never going to find it in any of the theaters. When it when I got the chance to watch it, I was like, yeah, no, I'm glad I did. I really was happy to, to because it was it's just a very it's, a, it's one of those very cool little movies. Like you watch this girl and she's just got she her sister is about to be married off and she is basically just going through all the stages of grief and regret. And in doing so, she is going after her her sister's fiance majorly hard she starts out with all the basic stages like if i can't hurt him personally then i'm going to smear him if i can't smear him i'm gonna find dirt on him and so you're watching this and you're like this is really hilarious because she gets her her school friends in on it and they're all like yeah we're gonna we're gonna dig up dirt on him they're like well wait where are we gonna get this dirt from (laughs) exactly so yeah, it's a, it was a very cool movie. It's it I I definitely like definitely suggest that it's it's one of those like this came out of nowhere movies that you really kind of may have heard and didn't bother to watch. Yeah, it is uh, like I said, it's available on uh, on Peacock for streaming, or you can get. I think they have it at like you know Redbox. It, yeah, it's got it on a few things here that I'm looking at. Though I will say, if you watch this movie but you don't give miss marvel a chance uh, i feel it is very much in the uh, I it's miss marvel it, without superpowers almost like just watching it i'm almost, like it seems like a lot of similar I feel beats like the, yeah the premise is there and like, one actor that's like, the same uh, the premise is there because miss marvel is definitely one of those things where you're seeing her life as a more realistic view of mm. um of really like yeah, I was gonna say this is also not a twenty-four. Whole, yeah, the whole aspect of of society. Yeah, and you know, how, trying to live a normal life or have a normal life, but also have these these things um, be a part of your life. You know, these these challenges. Yeah. Um, coming of age story isn't quite on par with Light Society, but it's very accurate. I honestly would say it's almost and and they do say the quiet part out loud. <gasps> There is a line. It is a Bollywood Pride and Prejudice in a way. Wow. <laughs> Where the older sister is getting is basically going mar- getting married off, and she literally and the, the younger sister basically is like, uh, but if you're moving, then you're just pride and prejudicing me, right? You're so, just gonna get married and move away. Yeah. Except except that they forgot to add these zombies to make it better. Yeah, exactly. Now I, I do have to correct you, it was not A twenty four, it's focus. Bad, thank you. Yeah, A24 is all about horror movies. <laughs> so you, you got to get that correct. And this is not a horror I movie. A24, I thought A24 did uh, has done non-horror movies. Though. Probably, but uh, they probably have done a lot of stuff with Focus, hmm. in theory. But uh, no, this is definitely no it A24 is, It attachment. is labeled as a Focus Pictures. This yeah. is definitely Focus, Parkville, and Wood working title. No A24 ah, attached. Ah, yes, gotcha. Yes, so you were wrong. You were wrong, Rob. You Thank must you repent. You must repent. 
Let me see here. Just... Yeah, so that's uh, so that's stuff that I've watched, and then for stuff that I've gotten, um, I actually did get also. Um, same said Dinobot. So I got myself a, a snarl, and uh, I also got the Nemesis. Yay! So I have not opened. I have not opened her up yet. Um, that is that will be soon to come, I guess. I will say, and, uh, the, the, there was something weird about them making the nemesis female i don't know why i think just because of the name it's just like that sounds sexist as hell well it's, a, it's the nemesis it's like the literal like the nemesis <laughs> i hate i hate everything <sighs> you did not get that you nah, didn't get that from the no i hate it all i hate all of it <laughs> it's terrible the jealous sister Okay, I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to look up, uh, trying to look up. But you know, I also kind of have an affinity to uh, the Nemesis being Trypticon. That like just leads me to be sad that it wasn't. You know. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Okay, so let's see here. Things that, uh, yeah, non. I guess A twenty four has definitely done non. Non-scary movies such as like Moonlight, Lady Bird, Uncut Gems, but then of course there's like Hereditary and Minari <laughs> and a few other things. Actually, I'm just making an assumption there. You know, plenty of. Oh, okay. Did also the Green Knight. Not a not a scary thing. So that was I made I made a. Oh, I forgot they did Ex Machina. Wow. Okay. Right. Well. Suspense movie, not necessarily horror. Although you could kind of call it digital technological horror right because i mean that movie's great but it is like it it is also like a definite episode of black mirror like the entire premise of that movie is just a black mirror episode set in like two hours i'm thirsty yeah i definitely think like yeah, I got that, and then I also got the Flame Toys uh, Model Kit RC. Uh, put that together this past week. Yep, so last time you were here, you mentioned that you got it, but you assembled her Ugh. in the interim. Yep. Yeah. Nice, nice quick build. Very Looks very good. I still have to put the the uh, the decals onto it. I hate their decals. But, um, I hate their stickers. They're so I really dumb. do hate... Yes, that's the only thing. They're I, so The Windblade, I, I, I only did stickers for the... Um, the wind blade for the actual intakes for the yeah. fans. Yeah. The rest I did paint See, pens what, because I just could not. You know what you should have done? Was send it to Sean. Yeah. He's painted plenty of them. So yeah. you could get a professional Sean paint job. And given how small they are, they're probably pretty simple to paint. I mean, I would yeah, paint exactly. them, but I, I don't want to. No, I did paint pens on the wind blade, and so you're lucky. I'll try you're, the stickers. I'll try my hand. At you're lucky because with that ABS, you got to be careful what you put on there. It will melt it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, just no. depending on no, what I type of paint. A, I went with acrylic paint pens. Okay. Yeah, because even Gundam markers will damage it. Oh, Gundam markers will melt. Yeah. Melt yeah. the, the, thin, this, the this thinner that's in there. Yeah, I know. I found out the hard way. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, because I still have. Let's see, who do I got up there? I think it's... Can't reach the door. Uh, so I've still got Megatron and Nemesis Prime up there. And I haven't gotten anybody since. 
And I'm still unpacking. I'm down to I still got one last bot in the box for the uh, for the Moon Studios Radiotron. I've just been unpacking oh, yeah. them one at a time and just enjoying them. Have you had any major issues yet? Mm, had issues with Moon Knight or Moon whatever um, Moonshine uh, with the shoulder where the the piece that they put in was. Sticking out a little too far, so I had to shave that down. So okay, which one is Moonshine? The around. He's the he's the one with the uh, with that's the the bullet train, the silver bullet train. Oh, uh, the Shoki one. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, that's the one that most people I think have actual problems with, other than uh, the uh, the, the nose cone. I still gotta like fit together just the, right. the nose cone. Mine was completely molded wrong, and then I shaved the plastic down incorrectly so in train mode you can see the gaps that i left but it couldn't function otherwise it literally would not function but then the uh the train pants uh i think cayenne yeah cayenne is uh there's some weird fitment issues there but only with the mine mine is with the arms when you flip around the top of the train which i guess are his arms once they're folded up there's some really weird stuff there with my, one of mine is like insanely tight. Like you can only turn mm-hmm. it one way to make it function. Um, and then the other problem is the fitment of the skirts when he's in uh, pants mode. Yeah. So that's usually iron the only arm, issues. Iron arm, which is the torso and part of the pants is also very tight in the arms. Iron arm. And definitely a lot of little popping off of the, uh, the multi-part backpack joints mm-hmm. that make up a lot of the sides. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That was about. one that I most recently opened, and I was like, ooh, that's really tight. Yeah, and that's just, that's the one I was referring to. Slow. Yeah, that's that's Cayenne. I, I really, yeah, I, I took it real slow with that because I was like, I don't want to break something off of this. Yeah, that's all those um, things you I just will, said, yeah, for sure of the problem. Yeah, I mean, I will totally say that I've had to watch multiple videos. Did you watch uh, mine? Yes, I did. Yeah, uh, I watched yours. I watched Mgo's, um, and yeah, basically just taking notes from from each to. The, the Mgo's was more for the for the for the this is where you go to next. Yours were more for this is what you don't do. Yeah, I do go over a lot of what you don't do, like because yes. like here's all the problems. Here's how to avoid right. it. It's like some people yes, when exactly. they do when some people do the transformation videos, they do they like practice it a million times and do it flawlessly and i feel like that doesn't give an accurate representation of when people have problems that's why i never edit out issues except for time like right. that- and that's the thing like i'm so so far i've just been doing basically just bot mode if necessary and then to train mode yeah i have not done the full combined mode yet i mean that'll, that'll be Ooh, my doorbell just rang weeks I assume that's my FedEx package. Oh, I guess it could be the... What day is it? Oh, shit. Actually, yeah, let me go look at that real quick. That might be the exterminator. Hold on. Stay here and keep talking. So, uh, in, you know, general other news, I mean, eventually went to the doctor, uh, got the basic checkup, uh, you got to work on some stuff. I mean, it, essentially, my A1C was a little higher, folks, uh, but that's because, well, hello, diabetes. Um, so, you know, one of the things that I, I wanted to discuss, too, was about medications and the fact that 
always remember if you're on something, don't stay on it for too long. Talk to your doctor about changing it up, if especially if it's been longer than like a couple of years, because there's always newer medications or things that can actually work better, maybe not be as um, intense on your body. So this gave me a good opportunity to sit down with my doctor and discuss that um, and kind of talk about you know, the things that I was concerned about, whether it was, like I mentioned to Shoki earlier, another sleep study, especially when I hadn't had a follow-up in a long time, you know, just anything in general. And this is, you know, you've, I'm sure you've heard or read articles where maybe you've heard, you know, always try to write down what you want to talk to your doctor with because the moment you get in front of the doctor and they're asking you so what else do you want to discuss you don't go completely blank because that's happened to me and i'm sure that's happened to other people before so yeah i mean you know always check in with your doctor and always make sure that you stay ahead of your medical needs and what you need for yourself and that's not just from a physical perspective but also from a mental perspective um be sure to, you know, have those discussions where you need them. Remember, you know, it's all about taking care of yourself and taking care of the things that are important to you, um, but are also because you're important to others. So that's my TED Talk for this moment while Shoki was dealing with Exterminator. Yes, yes, that was definitely the Exterminator. Um, the The fun part about that is that they would not have been able to get in because I locked the, the top bolt. Uh, gotcha. so, <sighs> sorry, I had to rush in there. I was just talking about my recent doctor visit and how you should t follow up with your doctor on things that you may forget, mm. at least write them down before you go to the doctor. So you don't get freeze framed uh, yeah. uh, when they're like, Hey, what else did you want to talk about? So I have that with Jessica fairly often because she'll go to the doctor and then forget to tell him important things. And then I don't go along. So like. The last time she went, I told her to make sure you bring up this. And then she comes back and he's like, yeah, he just said this, this, and this. And I was like, did you mention this part? She's like, oh, no. I'm like, <sighs> it's like going to a mechanic and forgetting to mention that your brakes are also squeaking. I mean, that, that happens to everybody. That happens to me, too. Well, yeah. Oh. But, I mean, like. No, I it does. And you just forget about it. I mean, at, at least the good part is. Even though my doctor is like, well, you need to make an appointment uh, four months in advance, at least uh, through the the system that our, my doctor uses, you can send an email quicker. Yeah. Um, or you can send the communication so, quicker and get a response quicker. Can I, can I just say that I hate patient portals? They're convenient, yeah. but like... Yeah, they're convenient, but they're annoying, yes. Exactly. You took the words out of my mouth. Like, because mine, they exist for my doctor. I just fucking hate using them and it's like come on like just send me results i don't care it's like i'll even look at it in the mail sure send it to me in the mail please i will look at it or next time i come in you know something like that but like say whenever i went to uh when i was in the hospital right if i hadn't left with all of my paperwork like i'd have no idea like there was no patient portal for when i went in the hospital or i'm sure there was but i'm sure it's insanely complicated Though in theory, I could have just had Jessica look at my file. She has access. So, you know, it is what it is. But, like, and, and I guess it's one thing because I try to keep track. And usually, I, I'm not the forgetful type. I'm the willful, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? I just won't tell them about things. 
you know, that'll, that'll just be the way I go. Not, I just forget. It's like, I know I'm having problems. I can clearly spell it out. But if I feel like it's not a problem, I don't mention it, right? You know? No, that's okay. They don't need to be bothered with this. Yeah, or you don't want to bother the doctor with it, or worse, you don't want to... This sounds don't expensive. Don't want to know what the... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, this feels like an expensive problem. I'm not mentioning it today. And if they happen to poke at it, and I go, ow, <laughs> then we have a thing. <laughs> Now, now is that is that car mechanic experience where it's like, oh yes. no, the brakes are squeaking, but I don't think I need pads yet. That's me at the current moment because I can hear my squealer starting to make noise, but I don't want to do the pads just yet. Right. I'm, I'm not going to put it off insanely long, but I don't use my car that much. It's basically back and forth to work in the occasional shopping trip. But like, so that's why it's taken. I've had the car now since uh, 2019. No, uh, 2018, I've had a car that long, and I've never serviced the brakes. I've never had to in five years. That's how little I used a car, you know? So and it's, it's due by all means, but I also know, like, the stuff I want to do, and I talked about this with Sean the other day about car stuff, because Sean hasn't been here, but he went and bought himself a project, and we were talking about the cost of that, and I'm like, if I want to do proper upgrades to my car... It's, like, not cheap. Like, not even, like, the smallest upgrades are cheap. So, like, I want to I upgrade the brakes. So, I was waiting until, like, I had an issue, and now I'm at the issue. And I'm like, fuck, I can't afford to do that right now. I can only afford to just put new pads on. Right. And those aren't going to be cheap. Because I'm not going to put on bullshit pads. I'm going to put on decent ones. So, I'm probably going to have to spend, like, 120 bucks just on brake pads. <sighs> Assuming I don't need any rotor problems, you know. Right. Yeah, no. See, ours, I think we'll need rotors. And again, I mean, we've had this discussion before about the expense and, you know, mm. how much it's gone up. So, yeah. yeah. No, I get it. I totally get it. I'll just fly to Maryland and do your brakes for you. Oh, please do. You pay for my flight and I, I'll come yeah. up. I'll bring my That'll tools. Be cheap. <laughs> That'll be cheap. Well, actually, how weird would it be <laughs> if it was cheaper to fly me from Texas to Maryland than actually go to like Midas and get your brakes done? Right. It's like yeah, it's no, like it no, was cheaper no to have my friend come from Texas. Texas, that was right. Just do your own brakes. Just do your own stuff. It's all cheaper. I like, mean, seriously, I, there was one point is. where I I'm had not a joking. friend, and yeah, I mean, I had a friend in, on the West Coast, and he does fences i was like yeah definitely fly him like, you know fly what? him in right exactly i was yeah. like at one point i was like fly you in and do it because it'll be cheaper it'll be cheaper than hiring some dude like <laughs> you know i have a different perspective on this stuff because i grew up doing everything we built our house like when i was four years old i'm out there with my parents hammering hammering studs even though i didn't know what the hell i was doing and i sure as hell couldn't drive a nail straight but uh you know i was out there you know, and then like we built every other building on our property from the garage to the shop to the to the storage barn and stuff like that. We built everything from the ground up, worked on all our cars. I went to school to learn this stuff because I got tired of paying mechanics. It's like so I have a completely different outlook on it. It's like if I have to get to the point that I pay someone to do it, it's really damn bad. Like it is a severe problem if I can't figure out how to do it myself, you know. I mean, hell, like I needed a new, I wanted a new light switch in this bathroom, right? Because I wanted to figure out how to isolate the uh, uh, exhaust fan. And I put the new light switch in for myself, but that's also how I figured out how they screwed up the way they wired this place. Now, it 
like if I didn't do that, I wouldn't know how dumb it is that this bedroom right here. So the Shoki cave, the power to this room is run through the light switch in the bathroom. That's not right. Wow. That is not right. So it's not that that switch controls the power in here, but the power source for that room in here runs through that light switch. They use the light switch as a junction box. And I don't know if that's technically the code. I don't think it is because I'm pretty sure you're supposed to use like light fixtures or something like that that don't have switches in them for junction boxes. If you're going to do it at all, because I figured that out the hard way, you know, when I when I triggered the uh, when I accidentally arced oh, I'm something. Sure it's the, I'm sure it's the code from when Mr. Roper was the superintendent. Dude, this is not even that old of a ha or apartment. This is six years old at this point. Like it was four, yeah, we've been here for two years. It was four years old when it was built. And I'm just like, who the hell did this? But I will say, part of my week from last week, I forgot. So we did a pretty decent cleaning of the house um, where I even like put away some of my stuff, which is virtually unheard of. Um, I did leave some of the things out, though, and I felt bad because I was supposed to put those away and I never did. But I did clean my exhaust fan, which I think we talked about last time with your fire. Um, and I finally determined that I can very easily disconnect the the uh, exhaust fan for in the bathroom if I want to. But you can't, like, very easily just, like, turn it back on separately. Because apparently, instead of just being hardwired to the switch, it actually has its own built-in uh, socket or a plug. It has its own dedicated plug for itself, and you can just unplug it to service it and then plug it right back in oh wow i was like Jeez. i've never seen this i was like so if i just don't want an exhaust fan like say i want to take like a bath where i don't need the exhaust fan and i don't want to deal with the noise i can very easily just pop the cover off unplug the bitch and just take a bath but i want it on a switch like a whole separate switch like you know normal people would do um but i can't do that without having access to the walls in the attic because I would totally drop a whole new line for that. I right. would. I would put in the effort. If I had access to the attic above us, I 100% would rewire the damn switches in this house. Like, not even up to me. Like, there's literally no reason for me to do that. But I would do it for my own convenience sake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for like, your own peace of mind, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, not even peace of mind. I just, like, I hate having the exhaust fan always come on. Right. I hate it. It's annoying. Especially, like, I'm in there doing my business. I don't need the exhaust fan on. I just want to watch my videos in peace. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's loud and annoying. And I just want to hear my stupid video on my phone. How did we poop? How did we poop before smartphones? I don't know. Have you ever forgotten your smartphone when you went to the bathroom yes. and you're like, yeah. I don't know what to do now. Like well, we had this. Um, so, so my, uh, my thing, my mother had the, 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 the Smurf, so, Smurf figures, and those were her little decorations for the bathroom. You had toys. You had toys, yes. Okay. So we had the toilet where the toilet, the little, the, the tiny little joke toilet. Okay. Where you open the lid and it squirts you in the face. Uh, that's what that was a bidet. No, hold on, hold on. You're gonna go on this whole rant about how it was a real thing. It's like, no, no, no. I think you just had a bidet and didn't understand how it worked. <laughs> Because this, he's like, you opened the lid, it squirted you in the face. He's like, no, I'm pretty sure that's a bidet. <laughs> it was a baby bidet, and you were just getting it all it's a wrong. Baby bidet, yeah, it was yeah. a baby bidet. Oh god, 
drive the cats nuts uh, with that too. No, but seriously though, like I think back, like it, it's so funny because even once I had a not not even a smartphone, but a cell phone. And I know not everybody's like this, but I have the ability to talk on a phone and talk to someone while I'm doing my business. I just can. I know. I'm a rarity. But, like, I've also sat in the secondary stall to a friend of mine, and we sat there and chatted the whole time while we were taking dual dumps. But, like, uh, I think, like, when I was in high school, I got, like, Hot Rod Magazine. So I kept magazines in the bathroom to read, you know, so Uh, there was something. But then prior to that, like, as a kid... I was like, what did I actually do while I pooped? Think to myself, like, what, what did I do? It's like, I wasn't reading shampoo my gran- bottles. My grandmother, my, my grandmother was the National Geographic lady. Mm. She had Nat Geos in there. Other people I, I knew, see, they would do, like, good housekeeping. And I'm like, why? Toilet paper. Um, but, like, I get that adults have basically had some form of reading material in the bathroom, like, forever. Like, it literally, like, I think... The reason we invented books at all was that we had something to do over the outhouse, out in the outhouse, basically. So, like, even though we made books to read out there, the problem was there was no lighting in the outhouse, and you had to be careful not to set fire to it. But it was I mean, like when they have like guideposts in there, and then you can really go with God. <sighs> Letting it go. Letting it go. Was that a child yelling at a dog I just heard? Yeah, that's my son yelling. That's my son playing with the dog. Yeah, I heard the name and I'm like playing with the dog. Yep. Hi. Says hi. That's just funny. It's like I'm very I could very easily detect the noises now. (laughs) It's like, was that a dog coughing? There's there's a new there's a new game with the show now. What is happening with or behind Dormammu? (laughs) It's like just yeah, have to guess right, by right. the sound alone, and I'm, so far I'm two for two, <laughs> and I barely heard, barely heard that one because you were attempting to mute. Uh, but that's just right. funny. But I managed to hear spice, and I was like, I know who they're talking to. Um, yeah, spice, 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 or as we're calling her, spice bear. She's been spice bear. Uh, she's been quite nibbly and chewy on things. So so nibbly spice bear. Yep. Sounds sounds like. Sounds like either cute and cuddly or something very deadly they gave a cute name to. Yeah, cute and cuddly. You don't know this. She's not old enough to know if she's murderific yet. Yeah, exactly. She's biding her time. Um, <laughs> speaking of biding her time, uh, Sinead O'Connor just died. Um, yeah. That was a terrible segue, but I had nowhere else to go. Um <laughs> What a, car- what a career, and not just from a musical standpoint, but from a act like, as an activist. Like she, she had some of the artist stances on Irish, Ireland, Ireland's independence, but also the plight of others. Whether and and it was really like. It evolved over time. Like she didn't just she wasn't just like a proponent of human rights. She was about you know trying to make people look at the reality of things. Hmm. 
And so she fought most of her life in that way. Um, yeah. It wasn't just about, it wasn't just about her, her music or, you know, I mean, you know, most of our generation, they just kind of remember her as, you know, you know, basically sings those songs and tore up the Pope's picture on SNL. Mm. But, you know, it was more about human rights and about the freedoms that she felt everyone was deserved. And so oh, she I took that activism to heart and kind of made it part of part of what she did. And I, I, I mean, I, I totally I always applauded that. So so it's sad because it is a young age to to pass. Yeah, well, but, but I didn't know this. I'm looking at the wiki. Uh, she was actually ordained as a pr- Irish Orthodox Catholic priest. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I don't even know that you could do that, but interesting. Um, but I mean, it's an independent church sort of situation, so I don't know. It's not like real Catholic, or you know what I mean, like not Roman Catholic. I'll put put it that way. Not to be insulting, I'm trying to break it down because it is a whole separate sect that they don't officially recognize. Because in Catholicism, you definitely can't have a female priest. Um, But then again, everything about being Irish always seems to be a thing. Wait a minute, hold on. She actually converted to Islam in 2018. Interesting. Huh. I mean, that was in '99, was the thing. So yeah, she's just been all over the, all over the place politically. Well, not necessarily politically, but you know what I mean. Like different, different things throughout the world. Right. Very, very world traveled person for sure. And the funny thing is, like, I've always known the name Sinead O'Connor, but also somehow never knew anything about her. Like, is that weird? Like, I mean, like, a few of the, like, a bigger hits, I guess, what I would know. But then, like, ultimately, which I guess tonight we'll have to pull up some, because i got to do my reaction stream tonight. I have to bring yeah, up some I, I Sinead think O'Connor. It's a, I think it's a generational thing, for yeah. sure. Yeah. But Sinead O'Connor definitely falls into kind of that period of the 80s that... But, I mean, I was a kid. We weren't I grew as up politically involved or as, as aware of these things, but... Yeah music played that's fair yeah yeah that's fair that's fair um but i mean like her career is basically my entire life realistically so i feel like there should be she should be more prevalent in my mind i guess excuse me so like in a way i feel bad about it i'll put it that way i mean Um, she's she was definitely like I don't want to say yeah, there's, there's actually she the she was an icon it, of the she was an icon of the times and she was an yeah. icon of a period of civil unrest. Yeah, between for for Ireland and for I mean this is we're I mean we're talking Brexit before there was a before Brexit. I mean, yeah, this was this was independence from a lot of what Britain wanted for rule over Ireland and what people people felt it needed to be and and for what Ireland wanted for their own mm. independence and their own freedoms. Yeah. And granted it evolved over time, but part of that was because people like her spoke up about it. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Cause I'm looking through like her health stuff here. And I think one minor uh, reference I don't think clicked with me was uh, that she had fibromyalgia and I think Jessica has made that connection with her because she also has fibro, uh, pretty much caused by her lupus. But um, 
But the interesting thing is the mental disorders that she was seemingly diagnosed with in the uh, like 2010s, kind of. That's interesting. But then I guess later on, like she was diagnosed being bi- uh, bipolar at some point. And then I guess later on, after committing or attempting to commit suicide and seeing ultra- other doctors, she was diagnosed not bipolar. But then later diagnosed with uh, PTSD and borderline personality disorder. So I was like, wow. So there's all kinds of issues, sadly. Because I think a lot of borderline people do have these major swings. And a lot of them can, I guess depending on, on life experience, can end up kind of in her position. Where where she can take do like these extreme things, but just in a positive direction. Instead of just being a crazy, violent, drunk person, you know? Right, exactly. So she, if, she, if she actually had borderline personality disorder, she managed to point it in a meaningful direction, I guess. Which is crazy. Huh. Wow, there's just all kinds of stuff here. I mean, yeah, she definitely had some... Sub- yeah, looks like some Connor substance is issues. was definitely one of those personalities that... It's a very interesting life. It's a very interesting... I believe there's a couple of biographies of her. Yeah, out. what I'm looking at here. I'm sure yeah. there's more to come. Um, that movie next year, for sure. Netflix... Right. Net, Netflix well, nope, actually. Hold on. We can't say anything for sure right now, because no one can make movies right now. Yeah, so, exactly. So, but yeah, you're right. There'll be, there will definitely be uh, at least two Netflix documentaries, probably. I mean, uh, and to be fair, um, I would... Uh, to be fair, um, I don't have my buttons hooked up here, uh, <laughs> but I, it, as such a complicated person, like just just reading through the wiki, it's just like I'm amazed, like just just the just this stuff that's on Wikipedia, like very very complicated person, so, like it just be very interesting, and I do think that the the irony of her her short haircut also like became like a different type of icon you know right. to where like that's like everyone like anytime a woman shaves her head without having some type of major disease like it seems to become the joke of hey Sinead O'Connor you know which might be my main reference for her if I'm if I'm being fair right exactly okay and who was he who's the other guy R- Randy Meisner from the from the Eagles yeah Randy Meisner, lead singer for the Eagles. Um, I mean, again, generational thing. The Eagles was definitely for the 70s. I mean, I love the Eagles. Don't get me wrong. Right, exactly. Um, I'm trying to... Who was the other guy? Glenn Fry. Okay. Glenn Fry. Yeah, so he's the... So, for those not in the know, uh, in the reacting community, the Eagles are in the shithouse because of Glenn Fry going through and specifically copyright claiming and blocking anyone doing anything related to their music um, within the last year. Now, I don't think it's everyone. I believe it was specifically Glenn Fry doing these things. Um, so when you posted that, I was like, is it that guy? And now, obviously not. Um, but hell, he made it all the way to 77. Yeah. And he was their bassist and singer. So I... I to, and, you know, to point out my own ignorance, I couldn't tell you the name. Like Don Henley, I know the name, you know, for sure. 
I mean, Henley built Henley built an entire career, but um, yeah, past the Eagles. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's not like they didn't have multiple members that came and went. Yeah, they were a, a mixed band, as it were. Right, exactly. They were they were a mixed band, but yeah, no, I mean, seventy seven is a decent life for somebody that is an artist and part of a group that, you know. Did it say how or why he died? Oh, CPOD or COPD. Yeah, COPD. Yep. Yeah, that's a, that's the thing that gets a lot of people. I mean, like, well, speak of the devil. My mom is calling me right now. Um, <laughs> I was literally literally talking about COPD, and my mom is calling. I'm not going to answer right now, though. I'm busy. I'll call her back. Uh, it's either something about mail or the world's coming to an end. So I'll just not answer that right this moment. So it's okay. Oh, there you go. She can text me if she needs something. Um, I'll call her back. Calm down, y'all. I'll call her back. Um, so, uh, I don't even know what other news is going on. I've been so crazy busy. Anybody there did, hasn't been. That's just it. There's I mean, there's major news. Yeah. There's like major news, like worldwide news, that kind of stuff. But like, you know, we don't, we don't tend to go too deep into those things around here, but, uh, Let's yeah, just no. say I, mean, let's I ju- basically covered my I basically covered my last couple of weeks. Just a lot of busy. Got a couple yeah. things. Okay, waiting so on some stuff. Here. Mostly mostly just tapped out. Most of the SDCC stuff that got released, like they released uh they they did a order for chuckles in from the SDCC G.I. Joe stuff. Ah yes. For uh nope. was it one of the Wrong Transformer app. two packs. Just don't have an interest. I'm I'm just I'm tapped out. I'm out for the moment financially and I literally didn't care to come down the pike. And yeah, exactly. Most, there were a lot of good reveals of the SDCC, but honestly, like there's always more to come. And it seems like most of these companies are now just trying to outdo themselves with their better. Yeah. Mostly bigger. Yeah. Mostly bigger and more expensive. (laughs) Like, yeah, for sure. So we I we, don't, we briefly talk about have Grimlock. Those, that disposable income to do that with. Yeah, and actually, speaking of SDCC, I forgot that once it ended, NECA would start shipping out the pre-orders. Um, so I got an email from from them that they would be processing my Ninja Turtles shortly. So I forgot about that. I was just checking because I thought I had a. Oops, sorry, just bonking things. Um, I thought I had a thing telling me I had a package coming, which is why I thought there was a package being delivered when the doorbell rang. Um, let me look real quick because I thought that was from yesterday. There's no way that's that that pack. Okay, so I'm waiting on my Ecto One parts that are that have finally shipped, but it says All there right. was it was scheduled for delivery tomorrow, which would be today. Um, it's still in Kansas, so that's not happening. Um, yeah, I mean, like once it hits the middle of Kansas, it's usually like a day and a half away. So it'll probably get delivered tomorrow. Um, but you know, I, I cut them some leave, cut them, cut them a little bit of slack. You know, they basically had to completely rebuild the entire infrastructure for delivering this stuff, you know? Right. Um, what was the other thing I was thinking of? Uh, I'm starting to get a headache and I'm wondering if it's either the tequila or the stuff they sprayed. Um, because it you know it has no smell, but it doesn't mean it's not poison. Yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. But it's supposed to be okay. But I, I remember at the old place, whenever they would spray, it would still get to me. Um, but also, like I said, I've been out in the African dust uh, and regular dust at, at work, so my sinuses definitely got wrecked today, and I can feel it. Um, 
Dust as in dust, not dust as in the spice from Dune, people. And also not to be confused with spice. Um, the dog. Uh, what's, what was I just thinking, though? <laughs> well played. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's basically like because with everything going on, they're, they're only dropping movie and TV trailers of stuff that they are, that's 100%, that's ready to go. All new stuff has basically been put on hold. So, because Ahsoka is coming up next. Yeah, That's we have Ahsoka coming any second now, mm-hmm. uh, which which good, and hopefully it's better than Secret Invasion, which yeah. it can't be worse. And and by the way, Secret Invasion, we talked about it briefly earlier. It's not even like a letdown. It's just kind of a. Eh. It's like Mike. Mike was kind of raging about it earlier in the in the chat, but Mike hates everything Marvel now, so I, we I just don't take anything he he mentions with a grain of salt at all um i mean he's welcome to his opinion he's just kind of overreacts to everything um it's just it wasn't anything special and it wasn't anything terrible it was just some tv you know if i was going to give it give it a rating i would definitely call it like a five like it was just down the middle it was like felt like it didn't matter but it also didn't feel like anything special so it kind of balances out. And then the same old Marvel bullshit that always happens. Um, it's like, And then everybody's like freaking out about Nick Fury's uh, sexual preferences, apparently. Um, it's like, so what? Get over it. He likes ladies with eye patches? No, he likes ladies with green skin. Oh, okay. Well, spoilers. Fair. Spoilers. He likes people with green skin. I mean, so did Kirk, so... Kirk liked anything that could walk. With two legs, yeah. And so was walk, sort yeah. of female shaped. Right, exactly. It's like, can I fuck it? Was really the the opening question. Like, so when they were first scanning a new planet, the very first information that was on that tiny screen that, that Kirk looked at was in fact, is it fuckable? <laughs> I was like, does it have a hole that I can use? <laughs> it's like number of holes accessible. It's really the first list for, oh. for Kirk. Yeah. So true. So wrong, but true. Yeah. Wrong, yeah, but right. wrong, but true. yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Terrible. Absolutely. Terrible, but true. Didn't green skin, gold skin, metal skin, whatever. It doesn't matter. Can Kirk fuck it? I, I will say, like, I'm waiting for the... That's going to be um, the title, Can Kirk Fuck It? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will... Well, if you've gotten this far, folks. Yeah, if you got this far, um, yes. I will say I'm waiting for the next for the um, animated Babylon Five movie to get released. I did see a thing about that, and I was very confused, and I realized. Oh, okay. so, so the movie was already done. It's a direct to video. Um, I don't know where it's going to be streaming just yet, or where it it it, it is being feels released like Paramount onto media. Probably Paramount. Um, Straczynski had worked on it. Um, they got some of the original voice, uh, original actors back. Sure. He had, um, I don't specifically, I can't pinpoint the, the animation studio that worked on it. Um, but it looks good. And they also released last week, the, uh, the entirety of Babylon five in the original aired version, the four by the four by three. Ah, so not uh, cropped. On Blu-ray. So it's not, the, it's not they, cropped. Yeah. They didn't Simpson fight, Simpsonify it. So they released on Blu-ray for $100 for all five seasons. The problem is 
because of studio rights, they couldn't do the prequel movies like in the beginning and they couldn't do anything after. And Crusade is a completely different studio, so they couldn't it. release it with it. Sorry, so it's not like it's a definitive set. It's just basically the Blu-ray version for the for, for the five seasons. If you still like which physical is, which media. Which is fine. I have I have the original five on DVD. Yeah. I already converted over and have, you know, basically on my streaming box. Um, and those are good enough for me. I mean, there's obviously the Blu-ray, they did some work to clean it up and they used the masters for the audio. So much better, you know, kudos if you if you're in if you want to buy it that way. Sure. Fantastic series to begin with. Um, I do know like they are working on a, a new revamp series. It is still being worked on. Straczynski is still penning it. Um, and But there's no word now with the delays that are in hand as to when that's going to, to happen. It is. It has been greenlit, and it's not going to go away. It's not going to get canceled like some of the other stuff. Yeah. So... Some people, um, I mean, they, and I've, I've read some, some pieces where they're like, well, should they throw away some of the other stuff that's been worked on by DC? Um, because they tossed Batwoman to the, you know, the Batwoman movie to the, to the trash. Did they do that with some of the other stuff they, they, they had planned? Yeah. Um, and I don't particularly know if that's the wisest thing to do. Um, there was somebody that was threatening um, through X <laughs> Twix to Twix. The, um, the Twixt <laughs> the Twix yeah. to uh, to release the the a copy of the Batwoman. Mm, um, let's not do that. Right, exactly. That's and that's not. been that's been most of the the response. It's like, why? Why would you do that? I mean, I feel like if they had never told anyone it was canceled, no one would give a shit. No one would be asking for it, and no one would care. I mean, I mean, nobody realizes there are hundreds of movies a year that are almost 100% made and never see the light of day. They either get shopped around, sold to someone else who will release it, or they just get canned and get written off as a tax write-off. You know, it's like, but they only care about this one. And I swear to God, the only reason they care about this is because they heard Michael Keaton was also in it. And that's the only reason they want this movie, even though it was u almost universally panned as a piece of crap. It's just like, guys, we already did this with The Flash. It's like, we did it with The Flash. Do you want to see Michael Keaton play Batman in another shitty movie? Are you that desperate? Because you're already told this one is shitty. You weren't told, like The Flash, that it was going to be the greatest thing ever to reset a thing. You know? Also, I was just, because uh, I, was, I was texting Jessica to let her know my mom called. Uh, just in case she can call her. Because that's always nice to be able to have a spouse that can back up your your uh phone calls and i was reminded that this morning she apparently stopped to get a breakfast biscuit it was supposed to be sausage egg and cheese it literally is just a biscuit with butter on it she opened it up there was literally nothing inside <laughs> and i didn't catch that at first and i was like oh nice that's a nice looking breakfast there and then uh, and she's like uh, they i called and they should reimburse me like wherever I guess the gas station she goes to, or I don't know, it might be Starbucks. I actually have no idea where she got it from. Um, and I was like, oh, it's missing the things that are there. I missed the descriptor there. That was just funny. Um, I did want to, since I have you here and you weren't here last week and you haven't heard the episode that just went up, 
Um, uh, since you tend to do, you tend to read quite a bit. You're a very, you're a library fan. You're a fan of the books. Uh, did you ever get into the Star Wars Legends books? Yes, quite a few, and I actually have quite a few on my shelf. Okay, so last week I uh, did read an email from Jay, and he was asking which of the Legends books are your favorites. And I had no, uh, me and the guest did not have never read any of them. So, um, so some of my favorites are probably so from the Legends series, like the. So let New Jedi Order, some of my favorites. Okay. Han Solo uh, Legends pieces, as well as uh, the Leia piece, the Leia books that were that have been that have come out, also really good. Um, I have read through the High Order. I have read through quite a. I mean, I've I've read through all of the Thrawn trilogies, and um, also. I mean, I do have an affinity for Rogue Squadron, so mm. but that's because I think Wedge is actually Wedge Antilles is a very underrated character, and but in the books, definitely underutilized. But he's de- he definitely comes across as a as an exceptional leader. Um, there is actually a story, a short story in um, from a certain point of view, which was the Empire Strikes Back uh, anniversary short story anthology. Okay. Where they go into why Wedge, why Luke was the leader for Red Squadron and not Wedge. Oh yeah, um, I, I remember hearing about but this. that. Wedge was, but that while Luke was incapacitated or that he was dealing with being hunted by Vader, he Wedge was basically considered like the leader, even though he felt like he wasn't. Like he was just waiting for Luke to come back. I got you. He is an underrated character for Just sure. So, waiting I mean, for Goku. From, from, yeah, I mean the uh, there's so many good books from the from from the Legends, Legends canon. Um, it's hard to pinpoint my preferences. Well, it was just he was just asking them. for favorites, and we literally had nothing to give him. So, you know, yeah. any answer is is sufficient. And um, so there there you got an answer for that. Finally, Jay, a week later. Uh, but also, he he included something that I totally didn't get until I was listening back to the episode. Now I understand what he was trying to say. So he's got a fan theory, and he basically he's 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 one of them. He's one of them, where he's basically saying that episodes seven, eight, and nine were actually just a force vision of Luke's, and it never actually happened. So therefore, we can fix it all if we divert now. Sure. You just have to basically, uh, they, 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 I mean, essentially Disney or, or Lucas would have, Disney would have to pay Lucas to show us a 10 hour bonfire of, um, a burning pyre with Luke standing next to it and Kathleen Kennedy on the top of it. We're not doing that. We're not burning the witch at the stake. Um, I mean, I hate to say it that way. You did say it that way. No, look, look, episodes seven and eight are fine. Just redo nine. Nine was yeah. a, was a bad four stream. We'll just go there. Actually, in fact, it was Ray's bad four stream after knowing Luke died. There you go. There, I fixed it. Fixed it for you. Exactly. Um, also, uh, he did ask uh, favorite Star Trek ship. I gave mine. Doodog didn't really have one because he's not a giant Star Trek fan. So. Since I hadn't listened yet, what was yours? I said the Defiant. 
followed by Voyager and uh, and the uh, Strange New Worlds Enterprise. Those are good choices. Defiance, good, just a really small, scrappy ship, though. That's the yeah. only thing. I do, I do particularly like, um, and, and this is my, this is, I mean, personally, like, Voyager was one of the better ships, in my opinion, because of how it had better armor. It was designed for long distance travels. It was designed. Yeah, it's, it's a, a scientific a, vessel, really. It was a scientific vessel. Um, I'm a sucker for um, for the movement of the nacelles to position it for the warp the warp field. Yep, this a cool thing. And then they immediately um, dropped that ability after that because right. it was annoying. It's like, oh, we fixed that after this. We no longer have to do the moving the nacelles so that we don't destroy subspace when we go to warp higher than warp five. Um, I definitely like. Starship wise, there are some that there are some designs that are very very cool. Um, I actually prefer like the Enterprise B and C, yeah, over the D over the much wider D. Even though the D had the coolest property of being able to separate the saucer from the from the um, from the the battle engineering hall slash, slash it's the engineering the, section engineering section. But right? also, I'm going to say so to speak to half of what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> um no but yeah no i agree with you at least on the b the c yeah. eh, the c is eh, but the b is a good looking also, excelsior class is my other hot, this is my other hot take i really like the design of the reliant really um you're yes, you're okay with that entire it, ship because it because it's not as big of a of a vessel it is the main saucer section mm-hmm the warp engines, the nacelles are on to the are swept back into the side, but it's a very nice form factor. What's underneath? Doesn't, you know, I mean, it's it it just works like uh, as a. It's a saucer with a, legs. It's a saucer with legs, and that's all you really need. I mean, and I get the whole premise of having uh, having your engines and everything separate from the saucer. Mm-hmm. But if you're going for form, if you're going for form, you know, function over form. Yeah, yeah, that would be the way to go. But then you also had the later, the later, or there's so many different types of that. Uh, and f- I'm forgetting the particular class of ship off the top of my head. Uh, but they did so many different things because I even think that the uh, there was one of those that was actually named the Defiant, or Defiant, I should say. The is just correct. Uh, early days, but we've we've forgotten about that because now we just. Well, move, I mean, there was a Defiant around. in the there was a Defiant in the the original series. Yeah. Was, uh, also a constellation class blown up in one of the episodes. Is it constellation? Um, it was a constellation class. Yeah. I it actually know. had uh, it. If I remember the episode correctly, it had fa- been phased out of. Oh nope! I need to go space. Star Trek. There we go. Because yeah. we actually have those. No. Okay. So no, the constellation class is what the Stargazer was. Correct. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I, that's why I had to call you on that. I was like, that's not that. You're wrong. Class was the defiant of the. Uh... Hold on. Now I'm gonna. Now I've got to look it up. Uh, which one are you asking? The reliant. Yeah. Hold on. Which was. Reliant. Uh, 
Uh, well, the funny thing is, there's a Reliant class. Yeah, the Reliant was a Miranda class. Miranda. That, I was yep. thinking and that. Yeah. Defiant. The, oh, the... Oh, that the Defiant. I believe is also a Miranda class, but it's a different one. So, yeah, there was also one in Tholian Web. Yeah. Which was it which was the same as it was the same model as the Enterprise. Oh, the Defiant was was uh, a constitution. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because the, because it was uh, in, it was in a. Da, 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 da. God, what am I? Why am I drawing a blank here? The one with Archer, Enterprise. It was an Enterprise in the, uh, in the uh, Mirror Universe. Correct. Yeah, that's that was the one they found. It, it was lost because it got sent through, to the past somehow. See, but and then you have the Nebula class, which is basically an upgraded Mir Miranda class in a way. Saucer section. Just so with... you know, my time is running out. So I know. Actually, I I'm, I'm coming to an end. I was just rolling through these questions that you could answer yeah. since you were here. Uh, I'm not going to have you go through. Oh, he says his was his favorite was the uh, Steamrunner class, which is which is fun. Also, I would like I do like the Akira class as well. It's just it's it's a fun ship. I'm not going to go through all the movie ratings and stuff like that. you got to just be here for that. But uh, was there anything else? Uh, yeah, that's a complicated question. We don't need to deal with that. Okay, so that's fine. So, uh, guys, if you do want to write in to us, uh, we also do read the comments on YouTube. So uh, if you leave comments there on the YouTube videos, we'll read, we'll read them earlier. And uh, if you want to do an email, you can email us at nowyoumadeitawkwardmail at gmail.com. It is in the description, so you can just copy and paste. You don't have to try to remember that or try to spell it correctly. Because believe me, I had a hard enough time spelling it correctly the first time I made that email. And uh, I guess we'll just wrap it up there. So, guys, uh, do the like and subscribe thing to any and all channels you want. Uh, in fact, uh, I want to shout out Trisha, who is one of my It Doesn't Have to Make Sense uh, subscribers. Subscribe to the podcast this week. So that's fun. Hi, Trisha. Uh, she's, Trisha. Also, she's also on the Patreon, which I would like to shout out to Shoki Patreon again, where you can get the uncut version of this show along with video, although it's just me messing with my hair today. Um, so it is what it is. But if you want to see the time where I walk away and Dormammu is just sitting here talking to himself, to no one, you can do that on the Patreon for as little as $5 a month. You know, or you can support all of my channels for as little as $12 a month and get access to all this stuff, which is cool. Um, and, uh, you know, Ricky's not here. Hopefully he'll be able to come back sometime soon. Uh, we do miss we do miss the Rickster. And uh, hopefully, uh, I'm going to probably have to do a night recording sometime soon to get Rusty on. Because uh, his schedule is so crazy. And uh, so, you know, hopefully we'll have to we'll get our cast together. Oh, that was part of the story I was trying to tell earlier. So, I probably will be doing an in-person recording of this show with Mike and Matt sometime soon. That was the point of my story earlier that I interrupted. Uh, <laughs> where I ran into the guys at the brewery. So they, hopefully they're both big nerds. I know them well enough. Hopefully uh, I can do an in-person setup that will function properly, unlike the last time I tried that. Um, so, you know, if if and when I can't get my my lovely online friends here together, I can make that happen in person. So uh, anything, any other little quick shout-outs or anything, Rob? 
Not at this moment. Okay. So, yeah, see Rob in the realm chats. You could do that. And uh, so with that, guys. Okay, bye. Bye. Okay, bye. You're like, bye, okay, bye. I forgot the K. Yeah, I forgot it, man. I forgot the K like what I was supposed to tell my doctor. Rolling up, Uber, black Cadillac, high heel boots, and a sexy body full of tats.